0: for a rubdown. And
1: I need all of you to
2: stop what you're doing and listen. Something special is about to happen. Are you waiting to receive my limp penis? There you are. No, it's better than we yeah, yeah Let's do this. That is incredible. That is unbelievable. That is brilliant. Yeah, g'day rubbers. Welcome back to the weekly rub down. You know what we do? For rubbing down NRL Supercoach Baby, you're listening to Just the Tip Part Two. I'm your host, Natty, and with me as always is King of Calculations, Sultan of the Spreadsheet. King of Calculations. Walker the Stats Wizard. What's going on, my bro? Oh,
1: not much, mate. It's a it's an early preseason for us, but damned if I'm not liking it. It's
2: making me. I feel me think like about I'm things. humming early. Peaking, yeah, maybe peaking yeah. a little too early. I'm not sure, but I'm feeling good about it. I feel like we're we're starting to sort of get around it real early, mm, which is good. Yeah, using two
1: hands. It's um, yeah, we're we're killing it at the moment. So we've been ripping through the team um, team summaries, so going through, getting a bit of an understanding of what the final teams will start to look like. So we've got pretty good teams going, and yeah, just thinking about the players that we want to target because there's obviously been a fair bit of play movement out in the off season.
2: Already. It's very tasty. It's very tasty. Mm. Just like this beer I'm about to crack. <laughs> oh, I tell you what, oh, nice. I am thirsty. Cheers, brother. I am thirsty.
1: Nice bit of single fin. Oh, yeah,
2: It is hot up here on the Gold Ooh. Coast. I mean, oh, yeah. hotter than a Zach Lomax flick ball to try assist. It is hotter <laughs> than a Kalen Ponga goose step. Should I say, hotter than a Blake Laurie first half try Ooh. underneath the posts. Maybe. Maybe not that hot, but fuck, she's hot at the moment. And I've been pumping wow. the tinnies, been out in the yard trying to fix, fix my yard, fix my neighbor's yard with this pool oh, business yeah, that's going that's on. That's
1: right. Yeah, you busted and up And I'm just,
2: yard. I literally, I crack a beer and I just look at it and it's gone. L- I, and I can't even remember taking a sip. The cunt's just <laughs> gone.
1: Oh, it's, um. It's time to be alive, though. Christmas time, yeah, everyone's, everyone's, everyone's winding down. In, well, hopefully everyone's winding down for their Chrissy break. And, um, mate, it's been a long fucking
2: year. Well, it's getting to that point of the year where days don't matter. Could be Monday, could be Tuesday, doesn't matter. 11 a.m., 10 a.m., 8 a.m., doesn't matter. Tins are getting cracked, eating a lot, drinking a lot, ve- being very merry. So hopefully everyone out there is feeling the same, cracking off – Uh, Work a little bit early and getting amongst it. Christmas parties to just be going out of their fucking minds at the moment. I love this. Frogging us
1: up. Yeah, man. um, Look, the response to a lot of questions at the moment is, um, sounds like tomorrow's uh, next year's problem. And to be honest, it's right. (laughs) Because most of the challenges that we're having at the moment, yeah, fuck it. Deal with that next
2: year. 100%. Right. So. Just the tip, part one, we covered eight teams. We covered the pre- predicted lineups. We mm. covered the ins, the outs, player movements. We talked about a couple of guys, two, three guys out of each team that we're interested in. Talked about the narrative behind that, some big talking points around Reese Walsh, Callum Ponga, Dylan Brown. Um, any other guys that we really got hard over?
1: Um, I mean, yeah, Walsh, was a big one for us. Um mm. The interesting thing, though, was um, just that buy. Don't yep. really know um, how much of yep. an impact that's going to have, and yeah, you need your, your top top line players.
2: Yeah, and that's that's the interesting chats in January mm. when we're really dialing into these these guns, these first two round guys, top twenty guys, is buys. When are they having them? Is it going to affect your finals? Because you really want these fucking big dick alphas oh, yeah. there in your SuperCoach yeah. finals. It's as simple as that. But anyway, we have um, plenty of time to talk about that. Gig, only just, gig.
1: only just released the um our initial top thirty. You know the one that we mm. pulled, pulled together. So yes. that's out on Patreon at the moment. Um, just a bit of a flavor saver for you. There's, um, not really much substance to it just yet because we're just formulating opinions on certain players. There's a lot of stuff to come out like. We've um, we've based the top thirty on Zach Lomax getting the fullback spot. Don't know if that's gonna be the case, whether they're gonna give Sloan a go at the, at the backup initially, if that's the case. So Lomax slides down a little bit. But yeah, I think there's a there's a lot of um a lot of value to be had, I think, in this season. A lot of value
2: hundred percent. Well that reminds me, this rub down is brought to you by uh the weekly rub down Patreon, aka the Stats Lab, aka the rub club. Like you just mentioned there, mate, we have got plenty of gear on there right now. You don't have to wait until January when we start really ripping into the preseason. You can jump on there now. There's two tiers, $5, $8. Obviously, the $8 stuff is going to get you uh, your happy ending, and it's going to give you all the preseason content that we pump out. Mm. Plenty of just Christmas, lighthearted reading, you know, by the pool or whatever when the kids are just out there playing, just pull it up, start studying. It's never too fucking yep. early, people. That's why we put it out there December 1 because, like, you know what, there is a bit of a craving for Super Coach content so it's this about, early. Yeah, at
1: the moment. There's, no, there's Let's nothing, go. nothing really out there
2: because there's nothing to talk about. Let's go. until we fucking get into it. Let's yep. get into it. Um, And like you mentioned with that top 30, just a blanket top thirty, and this is—it's more for us when we do our season opener. So the first podcast of the of the year in twenty twenty four, we'll do a season opener and we'll cover the top thirty. But it's a nice little tease, just the tip there, because we do have a top thirty for each of the main finals systems. So mm, 22 to 25, yeah. 23 to 26, twenty two to twenty five, twenty three to twenty six, twenty. What say, twenty four to twenty seven. Top, because the top thirty does change for each final system. Because obviously, you rank low players lower if they have a buy in your final system. So, I mean, you're welcome. Fuck, not just one top thirty. We've got four, four top thirties. You're welcome pop, on the by Patreon popular,
1: by popular demand. It Please, was, it,
2: was, it was requested because everyone's got different. Um, we do different too final much scenarios. Yeah, we do too much, bro. I'm telling yeah. you. We give out too much. We've got to fucking woo up here. <laughs> Crazy. The content we're pumping at the moment. All right. Yeah. That's enough dribble. Let's get into it. We've got plenty to talk about. We've got nine teams. We've also got some questions that we'll go through at the end of the podcast. Um, but yeah, let's do it, baby. Just a tip. Just for a second. Just to see how it, goes. See how it goes. Just a little bit. Just, <laughs> just a little bit. We'll kick it off with you, just bro. You've got the Raiders. Talk to me, son. All right. So.
1: The Raiders have had a little bit of player movement at the start of the season. Obviously, the big one, Jackie Boy, shifting across to the Bunnies. Possibly going to have the most impact of close to any team. Um, Like Mm. a a lot of their attackers obviously funneled down that left side through Whiten, usually through Whiten specifically. Um, Look, I don't, like, we don't necessarily know who's coming in to replace him. That's the biggest biggest, um, downer. That I've got for the Raiders, uh, like yeah, there's, there's some chatter that yeah, Ethan, Ethan Strange might do it. There's another another bit of chatter that um, who else was the other guy that they were talking about pulling in there? Because I've no much. idea. Because Kyle Weeks could play in the halves. I it's,
2: think I think I think Kyle Weeks will come in um to this yeah. team. Um, I mean. Just, Let's go through the predicted team list, bro, and we'll, we'll sort of yeah. cover it as we go through them.
1: So the fullback spot is one of the more difficult ones to pick. And look, Xavier Savage—he was kind of the man left out last season, especially after his mm. injury. So um, we've got a me. I, I
2: was big yeah. on him. He was on
1: huge. Him. So he's—he is one guy that look. Um, he fell out of favor. with Sticky, um, when he got his facial injury, didn't really crack back in the side at, at all. And um, was playing on the wing even in, um, in Resi, so um, just under Chevy Stewart, one of the best names in rugby league.
2: Yeah, it's very good.
1: So he, he'll be duking it out with with both him and Kai Weeks to keep that spot. Uh, the wings on the Stings, we've got uh, Jordan Rappaner and Albert Popawati. We've got um, Seb Chris and Timiko in the in the centre spots. Obviously with um, Croker coming doing into retirement, we've got Chris coming back into the centres after filling in. I thought quite well eventually in the fullback spot. So, um, then in the halves, we've got Kyo Weeks and Fogarty. So, Fogarty's going to be a very center pin of this attack. So, mm. um, definitely looking at him to improve on his 52 average from last season. He's definitely one guy that, look, if you're going to have a stab at any of these, um, these guys in the back line, he's one of the top, top tier fellas. Um, Bookends, we've got Josh Papali and Joey Tapanay. Obviously, Josh um, Papali is coming towards the back end of it, like middle to back end of his career. We've yep. seen that Sticky likes to protect him a little bit minutes-wise. Um, he's not really that much of an option, um, not a top-tier option um super coach anymore. So just keep that in mind. Um we've got him we've got him pegged as a bit of an avoid, so yeah, just keep that in mind when are looking at him. Uh, on the edges, we've got Hudson Young and Elliot Whitehead and we've got Big Horsburgh um in the lock. Big Red, so, Big Red yep. Uh, I think Elliot Whitehead, um, his days are numbered. I think this is his last season. So they're they're making moves now to, to possibly bring Zach Hosking across. Don't know whether that's going to be pre-season or um, in the off-season next year, mm. but he would be a very, very good replacement. Right. Um, right edge back rower for right edge back rower, it's a match made in heaven. So yeah, I do like I, I that. Also it, running, off,
2: that well, running off um, Fogarty as well. That's a nice Fogarty touch the there. Edge back rower. Yep, yep. yep. Um, well, let's talk about the man in question here, uh, mm. Fogarty. I look, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he uh, he has a nice little uptick in his, his scores here. I think oh, yeah, sure. he might play both sides of the ruck. Be more involved in the attack on the left as well as the right, which I th- mean, it can only be uh, good for his super coach score. So, and we saw, we talked about him uh, in the preseason for twenty twenty three, talking about that you know he had a, like a sixty two average or something like that, and he didn't have to do much to get it. Like it was quite surprising to us that he had an average that high, and we're like, fuck, he really doesn't have to do a lot to all all of a sudden hit around that sixty five, sixty six, sixty seven average now. Yeah. I don't know if he'll hit those heights, but he does have a really sexy game for Supercoach when he wants to. I mm. uh, the only thing that worries me is that this Raiders team is very vanilla when it comes to scoring supercoach points.
1: Yeah, big time. I think they really need a bit of injection at at, at the back and look, Kyle Weeks looks good in spurts, but he never looks um supercoach relevant. Young um, too, bro. Young. young like, like he's it's gonna take him about two to three years to, to become like one of the, the top players. So, look, I think they will cycle through a few different um, incarnations of this back line. So, mm. yeah, it's um, I don't think any of it's written in stone. Uh, maybe Matty Timico, he had an awesome season last year. So he's probably the only mm. one. Him and Fogarty are the only two that I'm pretty certain they'll stay there all season.
2: You would think Matty Tomoko would build on last season. I mean, you had him in mm. your team for the Loveless League, so you could probably talk mm. on him more than I can. But he was yeah. starting to really trouble defenders with his oh, tackle yeah. breaking ability. He was
1: he was turning into a genuine strike centre. And look, he had his defensive frailties um, at times, but yeah, he sure goes up towards the back end of the season. And look, it's he's one of the guys that I'll be I'll be looking at want to get some value. But um, yeah, we, we are predicting a bit of an uplift in his um, in his average from last season. He got a fifty-seven. Started the season a bit slower, but um, really grew into it. And um, yeah, he was scoring a try every other game and looking real good.
2: It's a real big watch list for this this Hosking move, isn't it? Because if he Ooh. comes over, obviously it's going to be a right dominant attack. So Fogarty gets a, an uplift. You would think Tomoko gets an uplift. Mm. There's just a lot of attacking Prowess on that right edge, and that at any given moment, someone's going to benefit there super coach wise oh. and that's really sexy. And you, you've got um, our man Jordan R- Rapiner out there as well. So that fucking right edge with Hosking coming in could be very, very sexy.
1: Yeah, I mean, R- Rapiner's average is inflated fucking pretty heavily by that one hundred and sixty game versus the defense. Mm. So um, I'd take that with a bit of grain of salt. Um, and he's also coming towards back end of his um NRL greatest career. So Yeah. Look, I don't I don't know how many more seasons he's got left in those legs. Um he looked fucking amazing at times last season. Um don't get me wrong. But yeah, I think with a few of the younger players like Chevy Stewart and, and Co. coming through, it's gonna be really tough for him to keep his spot.
2: Yeah, for sure. All right, let's talk about some of the forwards here for the Raiders. Joey mm. Tapnay, I think there's not much more that we need to say about Joey. He is going to keep on keeping on. Um, I don't see much of a a decrease or an increase in his output. I think he continues to do what he has been doing for the last couple of years. He's a premium option at the front row forward position, simple as that. Hard because none of us want to pick front row forwards where Mm -hmm. this guy belongs. Same as Tino. Where you're going to have to get him is I'm not even – that front and forwards aren't even a fucking twinkle in my eye when you have to take Joey Tapenade. So it's yeah. that sort of concept. It's is a, and hard Joey's,
1: one. Joey's a bit more of a um, is a bit more of a base beast forward as well. And mm. look, in the same vein, you look at a guy like Tino, big Tino, high ceiling, fucking good base. Whereas, yeah, Joey's just got that really high base. Good
0: output. He mm. doesn't have
1: the ceiling. Not scoring tries. He's not in position to really score that many tries. So yep. yeah, that, I really, I don't know whether he's going to retain the two RF either. So he's yeah, one that's that, tough.
2: He's one. I mean, it doesn't think really matter because you never play him in your two RF anyway. Like you, you, no. you would always play him in your front row forward spot. So it doesn't. Yeah, it's not a real you, big you kick that, in the You dick. got
1: that. Got that sort of flexibility. If you've got an injury, yeah. you can kind of cycle through. Yep.
2: That that, yep. that side sort of it. But, it's always a um, bonus for sure. Yeah. I mean, Huddy Young worries me, bro. Huddy Young. Now, yeah. left edge back rower, if KO Weeks does come in and play that left half five 5'8 role, can he use Huddy? Is he going to be involved? Is there going to be teething issues? I'm mm. worried because he had a down year anyway in 2023. I mean, what did he have? Like a fifty-seven 50, average 57 after that average, yeah. After that huge year in twenty twenty-two where everyone was sucking his dick. Dropped down a little bit, which was, I mean, we caught, we kind of predicted it because he just scored so many tries in 2022. It's unsustainable. No, exactly. Usually, usually. But now I'm worried about it because there's just not going to be that sort of solid half there with him. Not saying that Jack Whiten was good for him because Jack Whiten doesn't p- pass the ball, but defenders do like to rush up on Jackie which will give Hudson some room. Do you know what I mean? I don't think that's going to be there for Huddy, so I'm worried about him.
1: Hudson had to do a lot of the work himself as well to put himself in the try-screwing positions. So Mm. he'd be getting a lot of um, tackle breaks, line breaks, and all that sort of stuff to get his attacking scores and his tries. So that's where he was really inflated the year before. And last year, he got found out with the blunted attack, is probably the best way to put it, that we saw from... Software on last season. Mm. Well, I think there's going to be a lot of work in the preseason for the Raiders attack. And it was one of the key issues that they had last season. And that's why they couldn't run away with games. And I mean, that was, it was the Raiders 1 to 12, was the running joke from last season. And yeah, um, it, it all has to do with the, um, their attack not lining up.
2: And I, like I, I said at the start there, vanilla. It's as mm, simple as that. Yeah, We've yeah. talked a lot about the Raiders. Just like when we talk about matchups every week, and we get to a Raiders game, we're like, "It's mm, not yeah. fucking a lot to talk about here." It's really hard to predict who's going to go well. It's really hard, yeah. even in the even on the defensive defensive side of the ball. It's like, are they going to leak a lot of tries or like you just don't know what well, Raiders I mean, team is going to turn up. They don't have an identity.
1: Defensively, they're not that bad. Um And that's the that's the difficulty about playing against them is like if you've got a player playing against them, it's it's not an easy game. And mm. like that, but they're not scoring either. So that that's yeah, it's a it's a hard one for us to to pick out. But look, one of the easy ones to say stay away is Sack Wolford slash Tom Starling. Oh
0: yeah, oh, it's yeah. just
1: that Sticky yep. has absolutely killed the hooker
2: spot there. Yep, without a doubt. Yep, yep. That's definitely a no go. What about uh, Big Red here? He had a a fantastic year in twenty twenty three. Obviously, started the year coming off the bench, then really warmed into that lock spot around that round six, round seven. Uh, Was pumping out really solid minutes. Uh, He was getting like sixty minutes on average. That sort of translated into a Mm. a PPM of one. So ended up with a sixty two average as well. Can he sustain that? I don't think he can do any better than that. Can he sustain his, think, it? That's the question. I think that's
1: I think that's the tippity top of what we expect from him, for sure, so,
2: for sure. Can he replicate we, it though?
1: We, we've got him. We've got him at sixty three average from a sixty two last season, and look, without getting a few trials like he did last season, I don't know how he even gets there. Mm. But it was um, look, breaking into the maroon side, he'll get so much confidence from that. Um. So it's, look, I think he's going to be a consistent performer. Um, but again, it's far forward. He's playing like that third middle forward as well. So he's not that link man, he's not getting the potential line break assist or anything like that. So yeah, for for me, I wouldn't be breaking the bank to get him in. He's um, that even,
2: prime candidate of someone that's going to get overdrafted. One, everyone oh, loves yeah, him. Yeah, Big Red. Yeah. He's got uh, a lot of panache about him. Everyone just—he's on the tip of everyone's uh, uh, everyone's tongue. Do you know what I mean? Like, so he's, he'll he's get a, overdrafted he's a, he's just a, a, because a, of the he's a, name.
1: He's a black lorry.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Overdrafted. Uh, overdrafted.
2: Um, I'll take Blake Laurie before Corey Osborough. <laughs> I'll give you the hot tip. I'll give you um, the hot tip.
1: One of the, one of the good things um, about the Raiders is their, their buyers are done and dusted by around 19. So yeah, okay. they're free and easy through the final series. Um, and look, they're also good for a, a quick start. So they don't have the first buy until around 10. So they're guys that you could invest in early, ship them off, and then, um, yeah, for a bit of a, um, a pay packet.
2: Yeah, okay. So, uh, anyone else here in the race you want to talk about before we move on, mate?
1: Um, not really, no. There's, um, look, I think it, the real interesting point is how that back line's going to line up um, and also how they're going to perform. So I've got, my, I got an asterisk next to Fogarty. I, I think he's definitely one that, um, look, if you can get him for some value at that 52 average, mm. he's one that I'm looking at real hard because they do have a bit of a soft draw.
2: Yep. Yeah, I do like that. I do like. I hmm. I really do think he will he will play uh, a bigger part in this Raiders attack, which and I it, think if the, get him pushing that sixty average.
1: If their attack gets uplifted, goal kicking, so it's a double exactly,
2: hundred yeah. percent. And for someone that you can probably get, you know, picks sixty ish.
1: Yeah, I was thinking around seven. Yeah,
2: and probably get a high fifties, maybe a sixty average. <laughs>
1: For yeah. a
2: position lacking in depth as well. Sign me up. Sign me up, baby. I do <laughs> love that. All right, let's uh, let's get into my beloved Manly Sea Eagles. Ugh, Ooh. God. Uh oh, sorry. Just vomit in my mouth a second there. <laughs> um. All right. So some big games for, for Manly actually. Luke Brooks coming in. Uh, mm. We'll talk a lot about him. I think in this segment because he's very interesting. Uh, and then a gaggle of blokes here. Jake Arthur's comes in. Jackson Paulo. Tommy Talao. So a lot of depth in the back line, which is very interesting. Um that's probably about it. Yeah.
1: Not they lost not, the, the Fainu brothers but yeah, mean, Sean so, yeah, Sean Kepi. So
2: no I think they've won the the ins and outs here. The gains that they've oh, made yeah, definitely yeah. outweigh the their losses, which is great for Manly. Uh, the predicted lineup is as follows. Oh, God, look at that new logo. That's disgusting. Like, I didn't, I, hate, <laughs> I didn't think I could hate Manly any more than I already do, but, yep, they've done it for me. Fuck, that's disgusting. All right, at one, Tommy Turbo, and you got Ruben Garrick on the left wing. you got Brad Parker at Canicola in the centres, Jason mm. Saab on the right wing, Luke Brooks and Daly Cherry Evans in the halves. Bookends. You got Jake Chavoyevich and Tanila Paseka. Lachlan Crocker at nine. Joshi Schuster on the left edge. Hamoli Alakawatu on the right edge in the back row, and Josh Alloy A at lock. Now, on paper, very sexy team book, Very, very sexy. Uh, let's let's get it out of the way. Let's talk about Tommy Turbo now. Where we've got him pegged in the top 30 is we're liking him at the back end of the top 10. So mm-hmm. if you're at the turn pick, uh, you've got 10-11 in the 10-man league. You can pick him up and partner him up with someone else. I was thinking about this earlier today about, you know, what I'm going to talk about here with Tommy Turbo because I'm still on the fence whether, you know, I'd take him there or not. And I was, I was thinking hard about it and I was like, what are you talking about, Natty? Of course, you are going to take I him. Was,
1: I was taking a slash this morning, and I was thinking, that of course, to you gonna... I was like, look, I, I had him last season. He got a season an injury, but I am ready to be hurt again. Um, you have and to, and that's what, it, and that's what it comes down to: is if you're are you are willing captains. to take the if you are take if you are willing to take the risk and thinking about the risk. Okay, if it was a re-injury to a leg injury, I am nowhere near him. Yeah, but this is a this is a pack injury that was or pack or bicep. I think it was a pack. Yep, that was done like in state of origin and had nothing to do with the previous issues that he's had with his um, hemis, knees or whatever. So, look, I'm I'm all about it. I'm I'm looking at taking the risk uh, if I can get value. So, and when I say value, I mean around pick nine if I'm that late in the draft or even even on the turn because. I've heard people saying I wouldn't even risk him in second round. And You're
2: mental. Fucking mental. If he's, but, pick, but if, if he's in fair, there listen, in round, if go- I'm pick nine, and he's there in nine, see ya. Turbo's when in.
1: Like, when was the last time we played over 15 round, 15 games? For sure. Season? For
2: sure. I mean, you could say the same thing about Luttrell, and he'll go pick seven. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Like it's You've still got to have that gamble because... Hmm. And the thing is, like, he ended up with an eighty-two average anyway. Like, he was yeah. fucking humming. He was killing oh,
1: it. I was, I was, I was getting ready to um, get the engraver ready. I was going to purchase <laughs> an engraver Fuck. and write him a trophy. I was like, bro, he was, was lying
2: in, he was in third gear. Yeah,
1: he was in he, third he, gear. He couldn't. He, he couldn't even get to full stride. Nah, that's what and I'm talking it, about. Like, and it's like he's an unbelievable player.
2: I just think. And we always say this when we're talking about gambles for super coach drafts, and you play in a captain's league, and you're and you're talking about a guy that has a ceiling that is like turbos. I'm always going to take that gamble. Yeah, I'm always going to take that gamble but because
1: hedge, I think hedge, the pain, hedge your bets. Hedge your bets.
2: Well, the the pain is worse if you don't take him and pick ten takes him right. And he lasts the whole season, and you don't win the comp, and he wins the comp because Turbo just fucking obliter- obliterates everyone. Then, if mm. you pick him up and he gets injured in round thirteen, you just like, look, I had to go. I shot my shot. The pain, the pain is worse if someone else has him and he kills it. Yeah. But like you said, you, gotta, you have you to. If you if you pick Turbo, you have to get you. Your priorities start to change. You need to get another fullback, preferably. A would back. Would you, you go back would you go
1: back to back? In maybe not Manu, in two yes. but no, no, not Manu. You won't get him. Oh actually you might. I'm yeah saying. you would.
2: Yeah, mate, yeah, mate I, I I might have thought about this day. I had a really deep fucking think about but it. But I was thinking I was Turbo. In thinking... Manu, play Manu at your 5'8 spot. Turbo at your fullback. You've got cover there. I don't know, just Do G- G- that, that's about, starting what to what
1: get what about Start to tur- get
2: movement downstairs? What, what, about, baby? what about
1: doubling down huh. and going turbo into Garrick? Yeah, and then that's- you've got the guy, the guy who replaces oh, turbo I- at the back, he uplifts, he scores. <clears throat>
2: that's filthy. Walker. I love it! That is tasty. Oh. The boys are thirsty.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's
2: a hot one. Ah, oh, turbo into oh. Garrick. Now we're talking yeah. because. Garrick is turbo-proof. He's the only yep. player in that team that is exactly. because turbo's not there. He plays fullback. He gets a nice little uplift. Turbo plays. Well, He's actually, on the wing. He's scoring tries.
1: Actually, DCE is like reverse turbo-proof. <laughs> like he scores a mm. dip when turbo's in the he team. He
2: was last year. I did do a stat dive a, a couple of years ago, and he was more um, – he did benefit more from turbo being on the side than not. Ooh. But last year, for some reason, he was just a fucking beast. Yeah, he But, yeah, no, that's slander. interesting. And mm. In where we've got Turbo landing, sort of the back end of the top 10 there, it does open up a lot of opportunities. And I think that needs to be the first point of preference is to get a fullback back and try and have that fullback be a jewel. So if Turbo does last the season, you're not wasting a pick.
1: Yeah. Now, looking at the, um, the back rowers, There's one guy that wasn't really mentioned, and I think it was because he was a late inclusion um, to the Manly side, Cora Waddell. Mm. Do you think he uh, ousts Josh Alloy? I don't think he does initially, but I think they'll they'll definitely use him on the bench, and I think it's going to eat into Alloy's minutes for sure.
2: For sure. I don't think Josh Eloy is not, a not relevant. relevant anyway.
1: He's not, he's not relevant, but Waddell is when he starts.
2: I also think Josh Schuster doesn't play 80 minutes, so I wouldn't be surprised mm. if Corey Waddell comes on and spells Josh Schuster at points in the game. Um, yeah, he, he, need, he, needs he is a, bit, a handy... Needs a bit of, it,
1: Josh Schuster needs a bit of a foul, Tavari makeover.
2: He does. He does. But Corey Waddell, he's he's an, a Mr. Fix-It in the, uh, the back yeah. row and lock spots. He can play either... Um, we saw it at the dogs, you know, uh, coming and playing edge back row, also playing locks. So, I do think mm. he will spell trouble for Schuster and LIA. Schuster's the big one because he's going to be the guy that people are going to be talking about yeah, come yeah. draft day. For sure. Um, I do like we, him we've in all the fallen back for row
1: right once or twice. Tell me about it, bro. <laughs> Tell
2: me about yeah. it. I'm still waiting for him to come back. Um, but he did play – when he played back row, he did average 60-plus. Mm-hmm. He was handy. It's yeah. it's a big risk. I think, I think you take him at that sort of 55 average value. Uh, he's the back end. He's a guy that like come sort of round 10, if he's sitting there, you go, you know what, I'll take a fucking go at him. But yeah, yeah. he's a guy I'm definitely not reaching for or getting excited about at all.
1: No, he's, he's one that if he's if he's sitting around there, look, it's the it's the five eight to a ref duel that like yep. last season. It really tickles my fancy, but mm. yeah, I just can't see can't see a world where he gets it right in his head. Like he's got all the talent in the world, um, yeah. But yeah, it's he's got a lot more competition than he did last season. So mm. he doesn't have the fallback of not only really having Cooper Johns, he's got a whole raft of um, back rowers there to, to really come in and put pressure on him.
2: Yeah, yuck. Not for me. <laughs> Last guy I want to talk about here at Manly is Luke Brooks, their main acquisition for the Ooh. 2024 season. really like it. I really like it. For Manly, I really like it for Brooks. I really like it for Supercoach. Now, Luke Brooks has had the ineptability to somehow average above 50 for the last three years playing for the Tigers at halfback. So yeah. that in itself is impressive, right? Because yeah. that that team has been a shit show. Uh, his halves partner has been a million different players. The back line has been chopped and changed that so many times. The hooker is in it out. Mm. Tigers have just – I mean, we've just seen the whole board get fucking punted. That's that's enough. That's all you have to say about the Tigers at the moment, mm. Right. For him to go 54, 52, and then 55 last season, how can't, why can't he turn that into a 60 playing next to Daly Cherry Evans with weapons like Cola, Turbo, Garrick, with a forward pack that can get a bit of uh, on the front foot, can win the middle, can gain momentum, can give space for the backs. I mean, I'm really excited about Luke Brooks. Stop me. But but, I'm overstepping the mark here, but I'm I'm starting to feel Luke Brooks here. Is it finally time to target Brooks in your drafts?
1: He's he's been shoehorned into the halfback spot. And it he's not that type of player. He plays off no. the plays so well off the cuff. He he chimes in well when he needs to, when he's got a real dominant um halfback next to him. Look, the signs are looking good when him and Hastings were playing together and I thought that was the dumbest move in the world for them to get rid of Hastings, to bring in clamor. Um But yeah, look, I think they're going to reap the rewards. I think they're going to have a cracker of a season and look at, at worst.
2: Uh Oh, what's happened here?
1: Like at worst, they're going to do no worse. has gone soft on me. gone limp. Cooper Johns and Schuster last season. I think that's a, that's a bare minimum of what books can offer. And I think the, I mean, he's he's an ex WM halfback of the year. Like he can he can play. And it's just about yep. making making sure that they've got a good forward pack, getting a good roll on, and really good options on like going out the back to Tommy Turbo. come on, tell me that's not gonna work. Sexy, he's also gonna,
2: gonna be dual, half back five yeah. eight. Um, not sure. Where, that'll probably happen in the first dual change. Or well, they might give him the dual straight up, knowing that he's going to play 5-8 for yeah, Manly. They're interested to
1: see those changes.
2: I just I just don't see a downside here. I just don't see him, at the bare minimum, not replicating that 50, 55. Like, he will do that in his fucking sleep. I think he yeah. can be someone that can go 60, 65. I think he's someone that you can probably get picks 50-plus. Around the 50ish 50 60 Hi, something man. like Hi. that
1: Like he, and he's going uh, he's going to go in the 60s, 70s or something like that for sure I would he's pick go he, and the thing same is sort of, same sort of vein as um Fogarty.
2: yeah um interesting man I, he's a guy that i'll probably reach for in 2024 because mm, i've just yeah. got just got a good feeling about him in my loins. A <laughs> little, little bit, a little bit wet about Luke Brooks, to be honest. Yeah. Dangerous well, I, because could fucking blow up my face. But I, I just yeah, think. But you look on. You look at the attack, up the attack there. on the
1: on the left side that he's got to work with. Like Turbo loves a uh, loves a play down the left. Got out, got out to Garrick. Like, oh, oh, and potentially, uh, and, uh, potentially Josh Schuster If he's if he's on his game, he's an awesome line runner.
2: And so he's. Are defences looking at Luke Brooks when they've got Turbo, Garrick, DCE, fucking cola Hamale Hol- uh, el Are they worried about Luke Brooks? No, they're fucking worried about all the other, these other cunts. And Luke yeah. Brooks is just going to have so much. The dummy go step for him in 2024 is going to be on. <laughs> it's on. His running game is yeah. going to be very sexy. So I do like it, bro. Yeah.
1: No, I'm I'm all about it. He's a a great pick. Other one that I'll I'll just slide in just sneakily is um, Hamale Oluquatu. Oh, yeah. More of the same. Just more of the same from him. And, look, he was absolute fucking chef's kiss last season. Mm. So a bit more of that. Thank you.
2: Yep, yep. And that sort of ties in nicely to... DCE having an, an, another really tasty season. Mm. The stack between those two, we've talked about DCE and how much he loves his edge back rowers. The stack of those two is very, very, very sexy, very arousing. Oh,
1: right. yeah. Big time. Big
2: time. All right, bro. Let's move on. You got the storm. Talk to me, son. Yeah.
1: All right. There hasn't been too much player movement in this tide. Um, it's really one that, um, look, I'm a little bit concerned from their side. Uh, because they do need a bit of an injection just to keep up with the the mainstays, of the top four. But look, they they've had Tarek Sims and Tom Osenhuth leave the building along with Jade mm-hmm. Um But look, they they struggled at times through the season, but they did storm home. Excuse the pun um, to secure the third <laughs> spot. And um, look, they got bundled That's out. Let's be let's be honest, they got bundled out of the finals. Back to back losses, and look, it's. <laughs> I see a bit more of the same, in all honesty. Um, look, they've, they've had um, – let's run through the team and then I'll, I'll give a bit of a spell. But look, Hit me. Pu- puppy at the back. Coates and Warbrick on the edges, on, on the wings. I've got Nick Meaney and Rami Smith as your centre pairing. Um, a lot of mail about Ollam and um, Ollam leaving the building, but Savé played really well at times. So it's going to be a bit of a stash to see what happens and whether they keep meaning on the bench as a, as a utility, which we know he can play a number of positions. Um, so got Cam Munster and Hughes, obviously the mainstays in the halves. They're going to be absolutely electric through the season once again. We've got Nelson Asofa-Solomona and Christian Welsh as the bookends. Harry Grant. Obviously, the Mercurial Hooker himself, uh, Trent Leoro and Eli Katoa as the edge back rowers, and Josh King as the lock. So, look, it, it's a it, it's a decent side on paper. I just think that they they're lacking a little bit in um, in steel off the bench, and I don't think Liao offers enough on the edge for them as well in attack. Like. Right. We saw how devastating Elie Katoa was at times and they really missed him through the middle part of the season and when he came back, they just went up a gear. So I think that's, that's definitely an area where I'm looking to invest is, is Elie Katoa. He's definitely one that I've put my eye on. Um, another let's, one talk, bro, is, let's
2: talk about him. Brian Papanelson has to be has to to done. The next,
1: one, the next one is Ryan What are we going to do say, here,
2: bro? What are we going to do?
1: Look, back-to-back injuries, um, both leg injuries i mean after coming back from such a traumatic injury and then getting another fucking traumatic injury um it's mental
2: look, it's, for me it's
1: it's it's it's, a, it, it's more of a mental issue than physical because yep. he's
2: yep. it's a, it's a, it's, injury a itself turnaround. Is, it's a short it's a okay. short yeah, the injury yeah. itself is fine. It's uh, you know obviously he, he did so a bit of dejected and fine. syndesmosis in with a break. The break was on, honestly like the best part of that injury because that's mm-hmm. an easy fix. That's a that's a yeah. nice little rehab process there. The the injury itself isn't really the issue. He's already up running, training. He's sweet. It'd be the mental side of things. Like like I said, looked dejected, but again, same thing as when we talk about Turbo. This motherfucker can break games, can win seasons. That's oh, how good he is. Absolutely. I mean, he probably. I mean, shit. Where do we, where do we put him? Honestly, like, where do we put him? You've. I think you've got to put him in the top top three picks.
1: When I say top three picks, I mean top three rounds.
0: Yeah, top um, thirty.
1: Top thirty.
2: Um, yeah, I think so. Where
1: he sits in that, I would say. I'd be looking at him in the same vein as Turbo. I mean, um, not Turbo, um, Teddy. So yep. start to middle of round three. Yep. Because there's a lot of risk associated with it. We don't know how, when and how he's going to return. So he's, And it's not just his return, his return to performance. So it yep. could be the case that we could be waiting like a few months till he hits top gear. And it might be the case that he doesn't hit top gear. As well, Mm. and look, it might take him a couple of seasons to get that confidence back in in the ankle. So, those those mad footwork steps that he does might not have those, he might not have the the, like the mental um confidence in his ankle to do it. Um, but he did come back back from that knee knee injury, and he looked quite good, he looked quite sharp. You could see if he's
2: there early round three, gone.
1: If he's, there, if he's there, late round two, I'm thinking about it.
2: You're think, thinking very, yeah. You're thinking very hard about it. He's there, early round three. He's definitely gone for me. Mm. Um, interesting. Yeah, another one of those ones where it's just like, just could be a stroke of genius if it works out mm, for you, definitely. or if it doesn't. Everyone's like, well, why'd you pick Ryan Papenhuis and dude's injured? <laughs> like, exactly, why'd you do that, yeah. you idiot? So, but Couldn't like I said it. earlier, I'm always going to take the gamble. So I will take a gamble on Ryan Papenelsen. Um Cam Munster, bro. We have loved the mad dog for years now. He's one of our boys. Yeah. Uh, the thing is, like, he just doesn't have that ceiling anymore that we want from him. Uh, Pretty consistent.
1: He also, he also hates. But, ter- he hates turning up against um, shit teams. Yeah, <laughs> he'll put,
2: put, yeah. In, he'll put in like a ninety or a hundred
1: against like yep. fucking. Um, Panthers, and then he'll turn around a fucking 40 or something against the Titans.
2: The only guy that don't you you need to reverse the strength of schedule statistics Ooh. for because he exactly. will play yeah, out yeah. of his skin against really tough oppositions, yep, yep. go missing against the Tigers and Dogs of the World. So, I mean, he still probably belongs. I don't have him in the top 10. I think he's probably mid mid-round two for me. I think the I think only thing that pushes him plays. up is that he plays five eight and that he mm-hmm. belongs in one of the positions with the worst scarcity in the game. Oh yeah, five eight is just fucking scary as all get out at the moment. So that's the only thing that sort of pushes him up a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I'm not as excited about Mad Dog as I have been in previous seasons.
1: No, definitely not. And look, I th- I think we got found out. Well, personally, I got found out a little bit with him at times last season. Um, I had him in one of my leagues and. Mate, it was a good thing it wasn't a captain's league because I would have got absolutely pants on a few of them, um, dropping a few 40s here and there. But, look, he, um, he's an amazing player, but he turns it on when he, when he needs to and when he wants to. its um, He's not consistent enough for, for my liking. I won't be reaching for him for sure. Um, but if he's there, like, mid-round two, I'm thinking about it.
2: Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, he's tough. I'm, I'm, And this may change. We've got a lot to talk about throughout the preseason. But at the moment, I'm just like, it's not doing it for me. Yeah. Um, I'm more excited about Jerome Hughes. I've still got the Jerome Hughes hype that I had in 2023. I don't think he let us down in that department. We mm. were all over his dick, and I thought he played really well. The one thing about Jerome Hughes that I really loved is when Eli Katoa um, started playing some consistent footy. The, yeah. the fucking combination that those two had. That mm. is DCE Ola two vibes. Maybe even better. Yeah. That's how fucking well they were working well, together.
1: Poten- potentially better because I think, if anything, Ellicottel is a better finisher.
2: Can score tries, bro. Can mm. score tries. And Jerome Hughes just loves making space for him. Yeah, for sure. So I, I do love Jerome Hughes, um, Harry Grant. I was, I was I sort think, of thinking. I am think done with it.
1: I, I think he's going to be overdrafted. I think he's going to be, he's going to be higher than he should be. I think he's going to go in most leagues around pick eight. I, it just doesn't have the ceiling for me.
2: Sneak peek into the strength of schedule because I was doing a little bit of study the other day. Mm -hmm. He has the... So Storm have a fantastic strength of schedule in all final systems. Harry Grant is the only player in our top 30 that is... Well, it goes without saying, but he has the best strength of schedule for his position in all three final systems. Number one. Mm. So... Here I am thinking I'm done with Harry Grant because he sort of fucked me in some games last year. Now I'm I'm, I continue. I I was going one, one, first, and now I'm thinking, well, Harry, maybe I'm not done with you (laughs) because that's that makes a big difference, man, and that especially for Harry Grant because. He plays the best when Storm are crushing teams. When Storm uh, are fucking putting the foot on the throat of the opposition, that's when you get those 140 scores. That's when you get mm-hmm. those 120 scores. That's when you see him putting over big Nelson, scooting from dummy half, making bro- breaks uh, in the middle of the field. So for someone that I was just like, look, I'm he like you, I, I, he just doesn't have the ceiling. And for a captain's leg, and I'm going to have to, waste a top pick on him a yeah. no, first round pick on, on him and I was like "No, nah, fuck that I'm, I'll never do that again then I yeah, went girl. to the schedule <laughs> now I'm very fucking confused because if I am pick 8 again and he's mm-hmm. there it's going to be a very difficult decision
1: yeah look uh, I don't doubt that he's he's going to be unreal but in a cap in a non captains league, yeah, I hundred percent agree with you. But in a captains league, you really want your first pick to be someone who you can captain to when you when you're a game. Yeah, I don't think I don't think he wins you a game as captain. No, like no.
2: and he wins, he said wins
1: this. you he wins you he wins you a minor premiership. I don't think he's got what it takes to win you a premiership.
2: I, I I said this. I'm I'm changing tactics, and I'm I'm going to stick with it. I I'm going all out ceiling. So I'm taking turbo before I take Grant for sure. One hundred percent. It's a gamble, but I'll, it, it's ceiling for me, and that's how I'm going to approach my first two, probably my first three picks. is just ceiling. I'm just pumping out ceiling in yeah. my first three picks. I like it. Different, different story if you are a non-captain's league. Obviously, you want a more well-rounded side. You know, that's when you camp yeah. Munsters, you're paying horses. Those sort of picks, Tino Fasuwa Malawi, those sort of picks come into play a lot more. Mm. But if you're playing a captain's league, you just want the fucking the alpha dogs, the big ceilings, the big, the ceilings, big, the big, the big, big dicks, dicks. The big swinging dicks, bro. Yeah. Um. Anything else to talk about here with Storm or should we move on?
1: Um. Yeah, Nick Meaney's a, a tough one to see how much he regresses from that 68 average. Um, I think he is definitely one who's going to go way early, but is he going to be an absolute stay away? Oh, I just don't know. Uh, I think with there being so much uncertainty with how he's going to be used, I think you've got to stay away, don't you?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean... People will be chasing scores um from his fullback days and he's just mm-hmm. not gonna have that. I mean, he he'll be great. Um just won't he just won't replicate that and it all ties into how well you think the storm are gonna go. Like from what you're saying, Walker, you think they'll be more of the same. They probably won't make it to the big dance, um, a little bit clunky in attack and mm. it, in all honesty, like, the wingers haven't been performing for, for Storm for a while now. Um, The guys inside them have been scoring all the points. So, Coates yeah.
1: Coates has been, like, for how much potential he's got and how much skill he's got, for how he mm. can finish, fuck, he hasn't put it on the park since his Broncos days. Um, yeah, He's got – No. In the Moraine jersey, me. he looks fucking amazing. But, yeah, in the Storm jersey, he hasn't quite mm. – mm, such a good player, though. Mm-hmm. Welsh is a stay away as well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I think we're going to see a little bit more of um, Kamika this season.
2: Yeah. it's all that whole Ford pack pretty much is, apart from Harry Grant, is mm. sort of sliding, sliding to the back end oh, of the draft. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's get into the unstoppable force. That is the Penrith Panthers. So a couple of big losses here. They obviously lose Critter. Um, and Spencer Leno, I think they're they massive losses, but also Cogger, Jenkins Jenkins, um, and the weak go dog himself. But they gained Dane Laurie. I love that pickup. I think yeah. that gives them depth in certain positions. But well, a lot of positions. Dane Laurie can he's pretty um, versatile. Brad mm. Schneider as well. I don't mind that. Paul Alamotti, the big uh hulking center from the dogs, still hasn't hit his potential yet. And I mean, if he can't hit his potential at the Panthers, we um, can't hit it anywhere. Simple as that. So <laughs> just more, some more pieces there for depth for the Panthers because their team's fucking pretty much unbeatable. Let's go through it now. Dylan Edwards at the back. Uh, Taruva and Brian Tau on the wings. We've got Taylor May. He'll be playing left center. Isaac Tago on the right center. Uh, Jerome Luai, the new Tiger. He'll be playing 5'8". Nathan Cleary, the god the God at <laughs> halfback, James Fisher-Harris and Moses Leota at the bookends there, Mitch Kenny at nine, Scott Sorensen on left and Liam Martin on the right in the edgeback and then Isaiah Yo at lock. Mm-hmm. So the, the real, the big shift here is in the centers. Uh So how I see it going here, could be wrong. Things could change. But I've heard whispers that they are training Taylor May in the centers. He's bulked up. He's put some KGs on, put a bit of muscle on so he can play center. Taruva will stay at left wing. Taylor May will be on that left center. And Isaac Tago will go to the right center like we saw him do at the back end of last season. Now, let's just talk about this team and the output, Supercoach-wise, as if this is the case. Isaac Tago moving over to the right playing outside Nathan Cleary, just bars me up to no end. <laughs> like, Isaac Tago's so fucking good. We saw him He was impossible just, to
1: handle. Impossible Jesus, to handle
2: at times last those. Jesus. Like, yeah. stop the man. He was unbelievable. You had like 11, also,
1: 11 tackle breaks in one run last
2: year. Yeah. I'm, I, we're thinking about the same try mm. that he scored. Um, I think the ball boy ran on and he fucking – it's Tim as well. <laughs> Just (laughs) everyone in the fucking park, anyone that was near him, he just fucking buried them. So, yeah, I'm big, 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 big on Isaac Tager, but also Mm. I'm loving him moving to the right for Brian To'o. We know that Critter is a ball hog and he loves the right foot step, loves to take it himself, and To'o seems to score phenomenally even though that's the case when Critter yeah. is inside him. Now, take your mind back to when Taylor May came on scene playing left wing and Isaac Tago was playing left centre. The combination that those two had, the amount of tries that Isaac Tago yeah. had, the amount of tries that Taylor May had. Now, just try and switch that to the right with Brian To'o scoring all the fucking tries. Honestly, Brian To'o o- could average of 90 In 2024, I'm so up for this right edge of Mm. the Panthers with this move. Like, if this this is how they line up, just punching through denim.
1: You need to have some investment in that right side. Mm. Be it it Tungo, be it Toto, Mm. be it Cleary. Um, One of them. One of them. One of them,
2: yep. And I'll be reaching, reaching hard for them, I think. Toto on the turn in a 10-man league. Go it. Go it. And you how know far, what? How
1: far would you let Tango slide?
2: Oh, God. Honestly, I could reach for him in the second round. That's how big I am on him.
1: Yeah. Like I, I'm i thinking he might gravitate towards maybe third or fourth round. Put but it this way. I think if you'll pick
2: one and you get Nathan Cleary and you can fucking partner him with Isaac Tago with your second pick. Hello. Yeah. Hello. Hello that's nice that's nice baby that's real nice uh, so yeah i'm just all about this right edge all about it um yeah. brian Tottle with a 71 average from last year with a bloke inside him that doesn't pass the balls crazy i mean we've got him for a 73 uh average in 2024 I honestly don't see why you can't put seven more on top of that and be an eighty average if this Panthers team is humming and that right edge looks like how I've got it written down. Yeah. Very excited about it, bro. Very, very excited about it. Also, it's that man crush, it's that chub rub. It's I love watching Tago To Cleary. I love watching mm. them. If they're in my side, I'm pumped up, I'm excited. I never miss their game. Do you know what I mean? Like well, so business that business also got the floor. In.
1: He's got the floor, he's got the ceiling, he's got a bit of everything. Um let's, let's talk Edgeback rowers. Mm-hmm. Scotty Sorensen had one of the absolute crackerjack all seasons time. of all time. All time. Um, and then Liam Martin played majority of the game, majority of the season at start, sharing time with Zarkowski. then mm. Then they started to gravitate towards Martin starting, not getting spelled, and he started to put on some decent scores. So, look... <laughs> He's got an average of of sixty eight in sixty plus minute games i i think I think Martin is a bit of a sloper for sure
2: yeah, you were big on him last year, which worked mm. out nicely it, It's almost like <laughs> they have a it's almost like they have a plan for him like yeah. they do manage his minutes throughout the year they know that he's got a big rep schedule coming up with the blues you know, they're just going to have him come off the bench or they're going to limit his minutes throughout the year. When the finals start getting closer, that's when he starts playing more minutes. That's when he starts really hitting your straps. And mm-hmm. that's great for Panthers. Not so great for fantasy, but, um, yeah.
1: I, I think there's so many points to be had on that right edge.
2: Like, I know. I know. Like surely,
1: surely, mark, like, they double mark out on the edge. Leaves a bit of gap in the middle. You know, Creary's got a great short ball
2: on him. like Especially if Hoskin goes to the Raiders as well. Yeah. yeah. If know, that happens,
1: so. I'm reaching a little bit for, for Martin, for sure.
2: And then do you see Sorensen continuing to get 80 minutes Has the to left regress. there?
1: Has to regress. Has to, um, right. I think so. Um, he's He's been unbelievable. And I, I think the... Like the Tigers' exit might be in the back of Lawrie's mind through the season, so mm. maybe maybe he's got one foot out the door part of the way through. So, look, I think Scotty Sorensen might be a, he might be a bit of a victim of a change in in attack from going to the left to going more so to the right because all of their weapons are going to be all their key weapons are going to be on the right. Mm.
2: Yeah, it's look again. Will get overdrafted. People will be right up about Scotty Sonerton, especially blokes that had picked him up free agents, mm. and then yeah,
1: yeah, for sure.
2: It's all
1: know, they, the, it's all the recency bias from people having him last season, Forget the love affair. Journeyman.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isaiah Yo is going to be more of Isaiah Yo. Twenty twenty three yeah. Isaiah Yo is going to be twenty twenty four Isaiah Yo. It's going to yeah. float around that high sixties, maybe a seventy average. Probably belongs in that. Just he could could just sneak into the top thirty, think it's, but I think see it's Ross, more Rob's, between. Rob Sullivan puts the CTW on him as jail again. Oh god, wouldn't that be, wouldn't that be tasty? <laughs> but sh- around those picks, thirty to forty, probably belongs uh, because if you've you've spent your first two picks on high ceiling guys, it would be lovely to partner up your high ceiling guys with an absolute stalwart of just Space so, so, so,
1: based weapon.
2: Yep. Just gets 65 to 70 points every fucking game. One of the guys that you forget that you have in your side because you Mm. never have to worry about him. He is – you're never going to captain him. You're probably never going to vice-captain him, but he's in your side. He's doing his job every single week. You don't have to worry about it. Nice little yin and yang there if you've gone Mm. heavy on your ceiling players early on. Yeah,
1: I think outside of those three, um, the forwards are not really much chop from a super coach perspective. JFH, not really. Um, Mitch Kenny, definitely not. And Moses yeah. like I think there might be a little bit of an uptick for JFH and Leota with um, Spenny Lenny going. But look, it's it's going to be really tough to say if there's like a, that much of a benefit. We've got him pegged at like a, a bump of about two, two to five um, points average. Yep. But I think a lot of that's gonna get eaten up in guys like um Liam Henry and um uh, Matt Eisenhoof and those type of players. They might even look to get a bit more minutes um from their bench utility options, which is either gonna be Dane Laurie or um oh, what's his name? Peachy, Tyrone Peachy. Mm. So look I I do think that yeah, anyone looking at um, the Spencer menu trade out, it's not going to be as much of an uplift as you're probably thinking for JFH and Liotta.
2: No, no, no. Uh, they're really not supercoach relevant anymore, to be honest. Like, both of those guys yeah. are. They're bench both straight spots.
1: forwards, both straight FRFs.
2: Yeah, so, your 14th, 15th pick, you know, JFH is definitely not the guy that he used to be. Yeah. All right, bro. All right. Let's get so the next one, team. From, Tigers.
1: One, from, from one powerhouse to another. Yeah, so, let's yeah. go. Look, it's um, it's one of the one of the easier teams to. Well, in my from looking at the buy schedule, it's a team that I'm putting a line through from the outset, mm. um, especially for the high end picks. So, you, you guys that you're going to be spending any of your top four to five picks on, I'm not really looking at. 'Cause they've got a buy in round twenty six. They've also got a mm. buy in the first round, which makes it really tough for planning your, your season. Um, so I'll run through the run through the squad and then we can then we can talk a bit of um, bit of turkey after that. So during Buller, fullback, um, junior tupo and possibly Dave Nofa possibly, um, <laughs> on the wings. Um, Charlie Staines and Stafford Teller in, at the three um, center three quarters. Toa played amazing at times last season, so I'm really interested to see if he can back it up. Um, at the moment, I've got Jaden Sullivan and Aiden Caesar as the as the halves pairings, mainly because um, Adam Dewey will still be recovering from his ACL. Um, and if he if he is back, there's talk that he might go into the centres. Also, he might be eased back into the team, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, the bookends got um, Dave Klammer and Alex Twelve. Could also be Stefano Utakumano. Um Appy out obviously Hooker, got a fantastic season, um, strength schedule. Um, the Tigers in general, but also Appy, number one. Uh, Bateman and Isaiah Papaliti, are your edge back rowers and Fedora Pole. Um but for a young fella, he's played extraordinarily well at lock. Um, in a pretty dog shit um Tigers side at times. So yeah, there's there's not there's not a lot to um to get excited about
2: no um, look. I'll be honest, straight up off the bat. If I don't have a player in my side with a little tiger next to his name, I'm happy. Yeah, it's um, I'm pretty happy
1: that round 26 by obviously means a lot for us. Um, but yeah, if you're around 25 grand final, maybe this picks you in just a little bit, but yeah, it's um, it's not really a team that I'm looking closely at. Um, well, mainly because they've lost. Well, lost a lot of games, but they've um they've lost a bit of experience in Brooksy. They haven't. They've replaced it with Aiden Caesar, but I mean it's it's not. But also, like, like a great lineup
2: when you're when you're talking about picking players with a buy in, you know in your final system. So obviously, for the the guys that are playing in the round twenty six grand final, this is your grand final. For the guys that are playing the round twenty seven, this is going to be a major semi to get into the grand final this team doesn't have the caliber of players that merits the risk because you know last year we were talking about Latrell Mitchell picking him and just going look i've got to I make think, the, i've got to i've got to yeah. make the grand final anyway he may help me get there because he's so good mm. tigers don't have any one of that caliber yeah. so they're I literally mean, like no thank you none of them like the their best their their
1: best averaging player last season was Johnny Bateman with the 61 yep.
2: so no like, one merits the fucking risk yeah. honestly so, like, unless your grand is around 25, like you said at the start, big red Sharpie through the fucking lot of the cunts. Yeah. See ya. Yeah. And they just don't yeah. merit the pick.
1: There's a, there's a couple of players that you might want to keep an eye on. Um, guys like Buller in his second season. Um, Kenny back it up. Aiden Caesar when he returns to the NRL. How's he going to go? Obviously played a lot in, um, in the Raiders and Titans. So. Look, we know he's a goal kicker, so chances are he'll be, he'll be kicking goals, but let's go for the Tigers. How many goals is he going to kick? Um, yeah, it's it's a tough one. And look, Appy, Appy was up and down last season. We did predict a bit of a drop in his average. That came to be. I think there's going to be a bit of an uptick in his average this season. Um, but, yeah, I'm, there's, there's no one in the team that I'm, I'm overly excited about, if I'm honest.
2: No. No, and honestly, if you're ready, we can just move on. Cause yes, let's go. Let's go. I'm not. I'm not really into it. Um <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Well, look, even mate, even so if
1: someone, you're, someone had to do the targets. so
2: even if your grand finals round 25, like you want these players to slip pretty far before you start putting your hand up. Yeah.
0: Definitely.
2: Um. Oh, right. Oh, my beloved Roosters interesting team interesting, interesting team, because they went so terribly last year, there could be some value to be had yeah um because you know these big these big guns for the roosters aren't. So fresh in people's minds, the recency bias isn't there because mm-hmm. they really didn't perform last year. So there could be some value to be had here. They can't go as bad as they did last year. Honestly, that was um, fucked.
1: I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure dragons and um and tigers, tigers fans have, have heard that. about. They can always
2: go worse. <laughs> Great heat, like a, a gaggle of blokes that they've lost. Yes, in my yeah. opinion, not really all they're, that. They're all, they're all interested. Like-
1: they're all
2: like squad players rather than yeah, the top three. depth players that came in. So not really – it's not going to affect their super coach output uh, as a whole, but some really good gains like Dominic Young on that right wing. Yum. Love that. Lino coming in off the bench. We know the impact that he has. Uh, we, sh- we saw it with the Panthers. He's going to be fantastic. Mm. Love those two fucking pickups. That's fantastic for the Roosters. Um, I'll just hit up the – uh, predicted line-up here. We've got Teddy at the back, Dom Young, right wing, which puts uh, Joey Suwali'i on the left centre. Joey Manu, obviously, the right centre. Danny Tupu, left wing. Luke Carey, Sam Walker in the halves. But you've got Lindsay Collins and Big Jay. At, as the book ends, Brendan Smith, the cheese at nine. Sia Wong on one edge-back row. Nat Butcher, the other edge-back row. And Victor Radley at 13. Victor yeah, look, let's let's hone in on this right edge for the Roosters, which will be the dominant side. It was the dominant side even with Sam Walker not in the side uh, last year, so you can bet your dick that it's going to mm. be the the dominant side with him in the side. Sam Walker, him being healthy, him being in this side, is going to have a huge domino effect on the, on some of the big players on this right edge, specifically Joey Manu and Dom Young. That right edge can really – get, and that Butcher as well. That Like on paper, that right edge is very, very sexy, very arousing Mm. supercoach-wise. And if they're clicking on all cylinders, I mean, there could be a lot of supercoach points to be had there. Uh, I love Sam Walker. Even when he came back from injury, he looked very slick, very good, straight off the bat, was getting 70s, uh, looked very, very good. And he does demand a lot of ball, even over-cause Luke Kerry at at times. So – Coming off the 60 average, I think he can push that 65, maybe high 60s, and I think that's going to be good for Manu, just because Manu doesn't have to play 11 positions throughout the year.
1: Yeah. It'll if be, he can be...
2: just play center mm. and fucking focus in on that, I think that'll be great for him.
1: And it's it's not like it used to be with Manu, where he would average like 40, 45 at center, and he would absolutely go ballistic in... Um, five eight and fullback. He's averaging pretty much that score, like sixty five ish at center. Like he's yes. he's going unbelievable, and he's playing a bit, um, playing a bit both sides, and he's following the ball a bit more, so he's getting involved more, which is getting his scores taken over. So definitely yep. one that I'm I'm looking at. Um, you love him a bit more than I do, but um, yeah, that center five eight is. It's almost too tasty to pass up. Crazy.
2: Crazy, man. Um, Flexibility in those positions lacking in depth, like 5'8", halfback, you just can't – you really can't talk highly enough about that because it really does. And I saw it firsthand last year. I had Manu on my side and being able to rotate him from CTW into my 5'8 position, I did a lot. I did it a lot and it was fucking really helpful. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'll be big on him. I think he's, he needs to go early round two. Mm-hmm. Um, not only do I think he can beat that 64 average, but I just think, yeah, like we said, that jewel is just so fucking sexy. Sam Walker, he's interesting. Mm-hmm. I think he just sneaks into the top 30. Like if you can get him at the back end of the third round, mm-hmm. I do like that. Yeah. Um,
1: well again again the sky's a limit and it's a position lacking in depth. And yeah, I think he's gonna be better for the additional preseason this year. Get his head right, um, get the confidence back of Robbo. And yeah, I, I do think that look they've shown a bit more confidence in him. Obviously they've let Hotcho go. He's still got Sam um uh Sandon Smith. That will put pressure on him because Senen quite played quite well when he did come in, but yeah, I think you just saw the class and the um, attacking weapons that he's got, like these big hard yeah. bridge passes. He's he's quick work. He's he, he's There's too no good. Sort of he's too good to be playing um, in the bottom tier.
2: Yep, yep. Just hope. Um, and it'd be, he'll be an interesting one to talk to Brian about with that injury, with that ACL. It wasn't a full rupture. It was a sprain. Yeah, yeah. How that's got you know, what sort of rehab he would have done to it over the preseason, how he's going is to come he, into a, the season. Is he at increased risk of injury Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And that could change my – Perception of Sam Walker drastically. If Brian goes, it's with
1: ACLs, I'm not touching it with your dick.
2: Yeah, it's don't um, even yeah. don't even talk about him. I don't want you fucking putting your bad <laughs> juju on my boy Sam Walker. Actually,
1: I'm getting, I'm getting. Over
2: there, <laughs> <laughs> um, Dom Young, I think yeah. you know, trading one good right edge for another. He'll be he'll be great um, as well. Might be a little bit of a adjustment period there coming into the Roosters. But yeah. a guy that I want to talk about is Teddy. He's mm-hmm. slipping, bro. He's slipping. His averages he's, have he's slipped like for the last years four years straight. Yeah. Yep, yep. So where do you take him? Where Where would you pick him?
1: I'm going to be honest. It's It's looking more and more like either end of round three or into round four, and that just sounds like. Ridiculous talk. But looking at the names that I'm putting ahead of him, it's hard to say that he deserves to be up, up,
2: up, up any higher. It's fucking ridiculous. I think, look, I'd start I'd start really thinking. He's. We talked about him being pretty closely linked to where we think Ryan Pappenhausen will go or mm, uh, yeah. where we like it. So, do you know what I mean? You're starting to really think about Teddy back end of round two. Round three is probably where, like, you get a pick in round three and you don't have a fullback. You're like, ah, fucking James Tedesco in round three. Come on down. Yeah, yeah. But uh, he probably won't make it there. Simple as that. Like, that's no. where we're sort of looking at him, but he won't he's make gonna it go there anyway. Two.
1: He's going to go in round two in every league.
2: Yep. Yep. So it might be just a guy that you're just like, you know what, it could be someone else's problem. Um, yeah. I, it's hard because the narrative could be like, it could be a big comeback year for him. He could be like, look, I want to silence all the haters. He might not even get picked for Origin, which means he's going to be available more over that period as well. So it could turn out to be a really, really good pick, but... He's aging, no Mm. one beats father time, stats don't lie. So, yeah, he's not someone that I'm keen on. He's one of those guys where it's like if the value is screaming at me, it's like, dude, fucking take Teddy. He's there. It's pick fucking 20-something. Like, go for it. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. but it's not a guy that I'm like he's going to be on the top of my fucking pre-draft list list or anything like that. Like, I'm not excited about him at all.
1: No, it's like he, he's one. It's almost playing chicken as to who's going to take him off the board. Mm. How long are you going to wait? Because it's mm. not about who's going to jump on him first. It's about who's going to wait the longest. So yep. I don't like one thing I wouldn't hate is if you pick up Turbo and then maybe in round four, if, if Teddy's still on the board, I mean, there's worse ideas in the world. I mean, oh, you would,
2: but he just won't be there.
1: No, he no, just he won't. won't. He might, yeah. But,
2: I mean, I'd be thinking about it. Um, i tell you a couple of guys that just won't be anywhere near the top of my pre-draft list. I might have just write them off altogether, and that is Joseph Suwali'i and oh. Dan- Daniel Tupu because...
1: I Su- Su- is the biggest regressor, one of the bigger regressors this season.
2: Yep, and he just kills Tupes too. Why well, is that it? He'll, oh, he'll yeah. drag yeah, Tupes yeah. down. And that'll be the end of those two. So I wouldn't even look at look at those at all unless it's crazy value, like really late in your draft. I, um, I think, I, guy, think
1: the, I think the predicted average you got for Dom Young is way unders.
2: I reckon, yeah, I, I reckon look, I reckon we bump that up. It's interesting with Dom Young because it's like it just depends on how that right edge. Um, but I
1: suppose how many how many more tries really get?
2: That's he what i twenty five
1: twenty five tries with the Knights, so.
2: Well, you're not going to get any more than that. Yeah, so.
1: that's yeah. And when you when you got a team that can attack both sides of the right, yeah, I don't
2: know. And you've got just weapons in mm-hmm. on the inside. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah no, well, he'll be there's, great. There's, but, a method,
1: there's a method to right.
2: Yeah, I did. I did think about. it. I just it's didn't pick like fucking numbers that. out of my ass. Yeah. Um, two two championships to my name. I don't know what I'm doing. Um. <laughs> <laughs> what about Um Cyril Wong? Interesting. Yeah. If he gets eighty minutes, I'm all about it. But does he? Look, he's.
1: I think I think he's definitely going to be in for an uplift, mad uplift, um, to his average. Mm. And, look, anyone who can keep um both Sateli Tufanua and Angus yeah, Angus Crichton out of the team is doing pretty fucking good. Um, yeah. So look, I I think I think Cyril is going to have a fucking cracker of a season. Um, I do think that they're going to use um, Cryt and Satili off the bench again. So, I,
2: that's I the mean, issue. There's so many edge back rowers. Yeah. It seems like Nat Butcher is the one that's getting eighty. So yeah. everyone else is going to see a bit of a regression there in minutes.
1: Mm. But it, I mean, Siwa Wong has that real Supercoach friendly game. So he
2: does hundred percent. But I, I only like him, him if he's playing eighty. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So he's. He's wonder him on, to watch. in your watch
1: list for sure. Mm-hmm. But I think he's gonna yep. go if he's there in your picks say thirteen onwards, just grab him. Yeah, hundred percent, yeah. Because yeah, he's, coming off, a, he's coming off no average, he's coming off an average he's coming off average of forty five, and I think if if all things go to plan, you can put 15, 15 points on that. Mm. Mm. Fifteen points on that average.
2: Easy, easy. Yeah, he is like you said, very super coach friendly game. Hmm. All right, Bo, let's get on the next team. You've got the Gold Coast Titans. Talk to me, son.
1: Oh wow, I've gone from gone from the Tigers to the Titans. Well, at least I'm going I'm not, just
2: <laughs>
1: um, All right. So the big big offseason signing for the Titans, and it was done part of the way through the season, was Desi Hasler. So hmm. I think he's going to be the um, the real big change in like the Titans and. I don't even think it has a, as much of an, an impact on their attack as their defence. So I think this is more of a shot across the bow to um, to teams that you've got that are coming up against Titans in the finals. Um, it's probably not going to be as sweet of a run as you're expecting because Desi's teams typically have pretty staunch defence, especially with catch points. So, yeah, um, one thing to, to keep, keep warm.
2: We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. I mean
1: <laughs> Titans are still Titans, aren't they? Yeah. Um, yeah. But one one good thing is like you look through the buy schedule, they've done and dusted with their buyers in round seventeen. So even the big buy in round nineteen, they're um they're free and clear from that. So definitely mm. a team that I'm looking at. The the player movements they've 66, they went out towards back in the last season and then you've got Keenan Palacio coming from the Bronx. I do like that. Um they've got a fair fair bit cattle in the front row, so I do think that Palisade coming in possibly may shift um, Tino back into the um, the lock spot. So keep your eye on that. But yeah, I'll run through the 1 to 13 and we'll, we'll have a bit more of a chat. So yep. at the back, we've got AJ Brimson. He's obviously going to be sharing a little bit of time with Jaden Campbell, um, Elia Fiano Camperera, AKP, um, and
2: uh, Fiona nice, on the edges. Be practicing that one. Oh, not Good. on the
1: wings. Uh, Brian Kelly, one of my man crushes, and uh Jojo Fife on the um on the seventh quarter. Kieran Foran and Tanner Boyd is the halves pairing, and then um Bo and Ken Palacea are your props. Chris Randall and um and Verrills will be the hooker pairing. I think mm. they'll be sharing time pretty evenly, so um mm. I think that ruins both of those, those options moving forward for hooker spot. The, it becomes a bit interesting in the edge-back rows because obviously Dave Fito is on one edge. I don't know which one. Um, Bo Firma on his return. Um, mm. So it, it's coming back from ACL. So I've already got a line through him um, mm. based on my previous experience. But look, he was unstoppable in 2022. And yep. he was looking to replicate that in 2023, injured it trials and yeah it's like because of because of him getting injured, Fafita shifted to the left edge and ruined all of our preseason chatter about um tenor Void and the, the tenor Void and Fafita combination. So mm. is that going to cause a shift of Fafita going back to the right? Start to build a combination with tenor Void or is it just going to be firmer shifting edges? Remains to be seen, and this is why we say you've got to really set your draft time to after the after the trials, just so you can yep. get a side up for these tour decisions, because it's going to be pretty big. Because, look, if um, if Tanner Boyd ends up getting Fofita on his edge, I'm actually looking at him a bit more. Mm. Um, so he's probably going to lose the hooker duel, Tanner Boyd, um, and he only averaged 49 last season. But... He's got the tools and he'd be goal kicking. So he's definitely one that, um, look, for the right price as your bench option, could be one to throw up the stops for sure.
2: That's a big – it's one of the biggest question marks for the Titans for mine. And there's so many variables with how the edge back rowers line up here. Obviously, David Feder on the left was – Unbelievable and him being partnered up next to Kieran Foreign was the best thing for David Fita, both in real life and super coach. I think he benefited um supremely from Kieran Foreign's game and the the impact that he had on him was uh, immense. Now, does his move, if it happens, to the right edge playing next to Tanner Boy, is that better than him playing next to Foreign? I'm not sure that it is. I don't know. I don't think it's better
1: um, for Fafida, but it will be obviously better for um Tentaboy. Tentaboy.
2: Yeah. Um and yeah, it's 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 worrying because David Fed obviously with the way that he's been playing, he's a firm top ten pick. Like you're looking at him sort of pick seven, pick eight around that sort of pick in yeah. in the top ten. Uh especially if you're um if you're not playing in a captain's league, like that's a sexy fuck pick. Titans left edge was one of the most dominant left edges in the comp, more dominant than the South Sydney Rabbitohs, which is saying something. Mm. So, yeah, that's a big question mark. The other one I want to throw at you, which is there's a few whispers going around that AJ Brimson might be moved to the centers to accommodate um, Jaden Campbell. Yes, at fullback.
1: I mean I've heard I've Witch. heard sim- I've heard similar stories that Tanner Boyd gets fucked off and um uh Brimson comes into the halves I've heard like a whole bunch of different incarnations of it. I mean it it makes it makes sense. Um but I mean one of your best attacking weapons is AJ Brimson. Like mm. I just can't It's understand. almost
2: like they're like look if we don't do something with jaden now he'll go to he'll go to another team yeah. and we'll lose him yeah, so we sure. need to get him in this time, this team somehow just so that we can keep him aj brimson obviously he's versatile as fuck he can play but, anywhere yeah. uh i don't know how that affects his super coach output I, i'd I mean, rather him at Jo-Jo, fullback Jo-Jo, obviously. is not
1: JoJo ffer is job the out then isn't he oh for sure for yeah. sure
2: i don't but definitely it, it's it's AJ Brimston stocks take a hit and obviously Jaden Campbell's stocks go through the roof. Yeah. Um Jaden Campbell as a super coach player in this Titans team is yum. He, yum, like, yum, 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 yum. When he
1: gets when he gets minutes, absolutely. Um yep. when he's coming off the bench, I mean he's a he's an absolute AE risk. So yeah, it's um there's a lot of things to see um, in these preseason games and like Titans are one of the teams that I'm looking at very
2: closely in the preseason. Um, Keep a fucking keen eye on them because mm-hmm. there's a lot of movement here. Cards need to fall where they need to. The dust needs to settle. It's, even yeah, even, the front row
1: even the front row. Even the front row forwards. Like we don't know what the prop rotation is going to look like. Um, we don't know whether it is going to be Mofo and Palacee starting. We don't know whether they're going to throw a curveball and put. I was at Liu – in there, like there's there's a whole raft of things that could go.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, it's, and the thing is, I really do love the Titans for supercoach players, especially in attack. Like they've always been that team that, yeah, they're going to try and score more points. They're going to try and defend teams out of games. Uh, and that may change with Desi at the helm, but yeah, uh, it's, they've got a lot of powerhouses in this side and, you sort of want to have stocks in them somewhere. Mm. Brian Kelly, yum. AJ Brimson, yum. Um, like I said, Tanner Boyd's an interesting one late, late in draft. David Feder, obviously. Tino Fusil Malawi, he get, him, get oh, him in. All about that. So, yeah, there's a few players here. Very interesting super coach team, that's yeah. for sure.
1: I mean, yeah, we, we've hit the nail on the head with the Firma one as well. Like, mm. if Firma stays fit, 62 to 65 average. If- yeah. He stays fit, and yeah, I don't know about you, but I'm not taking a risk.
2: Yeah, it is that ACL rule of thumb. Just don't mm-hmm. touch him. Yeah. Let him be somebody else's someone, problem. Someone it's-
1: someone else is going to either get the glory, or they're going to feel the repercussions. So yeah, I've already felt yeah.
2: that. All right, let's keep it rolling here. Sharks are next up for me. Um, yeah, not. Not a lot doing for the ins and outs. They lose Connor mm. Tracy. Uh, Wade Graham obviously retires, so not a lot there. So pretty much copy-paste here for the Sharks coming into the 2024 season. you got Will Kennedy at the back, Katoa and Molotalo on the wings, Jesse Ramian, Sivitalika in the centres, Tricky Trindle at 5'8", Nico Hines oh, half-back. Mm, tricky. And tricky. then you've got Toby Rudolph, Braden Hamlin Uelli as the book ends there, break mm. Blake Brayley at nine, Teg Wilton, Britton Acora in the edgeback row spots in Dale Fanukan at lock. Uh, not a lot to say here about Nico Hines. He's one, two. It all comes down to your preference. Uh, we've seen Nico Hines beat out Nathan Cleary as far as averages go for the last two years. I can't push back on you if you want to take Nico Hines number one. It does look, at first glance, like the Sharks have a better strength of schedule. Uh, in and we, and the, in all, we do know that they're flat track bullies. Exactly, in all final systems as well. Mm-hmm. But then again, we're talking about the Prince of Penrith, who is the best player in the game at the moment. So mm. either either one, I'm I'm happy with both. It's pretty much whoever gets your dick hardest out of those two, jump on them. Um, as yeah. for the rest of these guys, interested, interested. Obviously, Britton Decorah had an fantastic season 2023 i think that mm-hmm. continues he had a 70 average i think he could replicate that again the best the, line runner in the game the combination that him and Nico hines have at the moment you know that doesn't just disappear in one preseason that's no. going to continue um horrible, other than those ceiling,
1: two though. horrible ceiling just just yeah did not yeah. score a single 100 last season
2: no, but I mean, who in the edgeback row spot does have those hundred plus games in him other than David Feeder?:
1: Oh, even even fucking um, Tino does. T- T-
2: oh, look, T- I've T- even I
1: think seen... Teague T- Wilton topped a,
2: topped a ton once. I think. potentially. Even um, even Ho- struggles to get above hundred yeah, with his big try scoring games. Mm. So yeah, I like Nikora. Um, Sienna tower just fell off the side of a fucking cliff, oh didn't he what oh just and that scares me. I don't want any part of that, yeah, um Jesse Ramian has been slipping over the last mm. three years. I'm not a big fan of that. I'm not a big fan of Sivitata I. I think he continues to be that block play sucking defenders, and the guys outside yeah. him are going to to it's um couple's benefits. Yeah. I bet yeah, just don't be an owner then yep. um. Ronaldo Militalo, he's the guy you know he's going to be scoring the tries, I think mm. um and will Kennedy's very interesting
1: yeah, well, I mean will Kennedy's a real tough re for for mine um they do have a bit of um like they do lose the utility option of Connor Tracy, but I don't know they make they make it back up with um who have they got uh one sec I've got this other sheet.
0: Recruit well. They got
2: McKinnis on the bench.
1: Yeah, you got McKinnis on the bench. Like McKinnis, like he's going to be sharing time with um, Finucane, obviously. Mm-hmm. But they've got um, they got K Dyke. they got Carol Iro. Mm. Um, his young guns coming through. I mean, they're certainly going to be put putting pressure on on Will Kennedy at times. Will Kennedy is proven performer though, so he loves that right right side sweep. I mean, they, they missed him when he was out last season. Um, but, yeah, I think with Conor Tracy going, I think as soon as Iroh and Dykes get an opportunity, I think it's going to be real interesting to see what happens though. because both of mm. those boys can play. Holy fuck.
2: Talking about shit ceilings, Will Kennedy. Like, yeah. he if yeah. he gets four tries, he's lucky to get 100. But he's, like, all, he's also... He,
1: the, He's also a player that in the last couple of seasons he's had a couple of absolute dog shit scores mm. wind down his average mm. Um But yeah, he's not. He's, if you're in a captain's League, he's definitely not the guy for you. Um, yeah, he's, he's another player that but doesn't get to the tippity top of the, the ceiling scores because all of those points go to Hines.
2: Yeah, yeah, 100%. Honestly, there's not a lot else to talk to in this team. Um, the. Mulatalo, Nico yeah. Hines and Nicara, for me they're the big 3. Yeah.
1: I think um, like Frank Bradley is like a meat and potatoes option. He's um he's shown a bit more attacking flair which is great. We 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 always knew that he had that from his um his Resis games but yeah. I really
2: thought he'd go to the next level in 2023. Yeah. Saw, um I watched showed, him saw, very he closely.
1: Showed, he showed glimpses of it but yeah. He, just hasn't, hasn't come
2: to fruition. I think we've seen his peak, and it's that sort of yeah. high 50s.
1: Yeah.
2: It's a, so it's what you saw last year, you're going to see more of it. You, you, you know, he might get a 57, 58 average maybe, mm. but I don't think he's going to pip that 60.
0: Yeah, fair.
2: Um, all right, bro, what have we got here? Last, Last team. Save the best for the last two because it's oh, yeah. a really interesting one, bro. Let's get this into is, the this Warriors. This is one of,
1: the, one of the more exciting teams. So a lot of a lot of leagues will be looking at the Warriors in particular because of the round 27 buy. So it means that through the season, they're only dealing with two buyers. So mm. um, for round 26 grand finals like us, that means a lot. Um, so they don't have a buy until round 13. And the second buy is round 19. So obviously, straddle on those two big buys. Outside of that, you've got them all season. Mm.
0: Um,
1: most of the guys are Kiwis, so they won't play Origin. So tick, tick, mm-hmm. tick. Um, they've mm-hmm. all got pretty decent schedules. so tick, tick, tick. Um, mm-hmm. So they've had RTS come back. They've got CHT come back. They've just secured K- Cape Wall. And on the outer, they've got um, Josh Curran moving to the dogs and Viliama um, Vallea moving across to the cows. I mean, it's a huge uptick um, for their attack yeah. and threat. Massive, yeah. massive. And running through the 1 to 13, we've got um, CNK, so Challenger and Crockstar at um, the the Ferrari. Marcello um, Montoya and DWZ are your wingers. Um, RTS, so Tylvestershak and um, Adam Pompey, we've got as your centre three quarters. Luke Metcalf, I've got as the the five eight. Could be CHT by the time we um, mm-hmm. we get a team list, but yeah, I really want to be seeing a couple of um, trials games just to see how they do line up. SJ we won't see in the preseason, but um, he might play the, the last game. But yeah. He had an amazing output of 2.6 tri-involvements per game, which is just, like, phenomenal. It's like um, Cody Walker levels. Um, Adam Fenella-Blake and Mitchie Barnett are the two bookends, and, look, I think they are fantastic options, um, both of them. Both of the uh, obviously AFB with a bit more um, upside. Wade Egan is a guy that I'm looking at. Um, He had his injury... Issues through the season, but at, at, at the hooker spot, which has been fairly difficult, I think he has potential to hit the sixty for sure. And then we've got Kirk Capewell and Nia Kore as the edge back rows. Could be, could be Ford. Don't know, um, but I do think that the experience of Nia Kore probably gets in the nod. Capewall, he, he's just going to walk into the side. Straight
2: in, yep.
1: Um, and then Tahu Harris as your lock. So it's a, it, look, for from my sexy side. Sexy team
2: on paper, bro. Very they, sexy team.
1: They are one of the few teams, well, the only team in the top four that I think has a better squad than they did last season. Mm. So if there's any teams that can take that extra step further, it's definitely the Warriors for mine. Um, you add on that round 27 buy, um, and if you're not, in, not playing a round 27 grand final, that is sexy as
2: fuck. Um, yeah, really especially be- they're not going to rest players because they know they're going to get a rest coming up. You know, the the, the risk of some of these guys getting rested is null and void now because they know yeah. they've got their buy coming up around 27. But, Matt, it's all about this right edge. I mean, mm-hmm. it was scintillating in in 2023 without RTS. So if you look at the top 20 stacks coming up in 2023, the Warriors made it. Th- in three slots, so you had the <laughs> second best. The second best stack was CJ and CNK, and, um, and they were just amazing. They they both scored eighty together five times. Yeah. Then you had CNK and, and DWZ. They were the fifteenth best stack, and then SJ and DWZ with the eighteenth best stack. So that's unheard of, bro. That is yeah, unheard yeah. of. Add fucking RTS into this right edge and. I we we're talking about the Panthers' right edge and how we want stocks in it. I want stocks in this right edge too. I want to stack. Take, I want take one stack.
1: Take a leaf out of the Guru's book. That right edge could be anything. Um,
2: oh, it will be anything. It's going to be something. <laughs> it's going to be everything. That's what it's going to be. Yeah. Straight up, it is Look, going to be I, very I know, good for SuperCoach.
1: I know SJ is a bit long in the tooth, and it's another season older. But, mate, RTS DWZ s j and ZNK, there are going to be some fucking trials to be had
2: between those four oh, oh, my gosh. Gosh. Yeah. get him in me get him inside me seriously I have be, be looking very hard at one of these like, guys.
1: thinking thinking about it I'd be surprised if uh Jackson Ford and um neo crow don't like play half and half because Jackson Ford would run some decent lines and yeah he's got some good attack in him but um yeah, I don't know. There's, there's a lot to like about this team, I'm going to be honest. It's Mate, one, of the, I've got one, one of the teams, one, teams that I'm, I'm, I've got a half jump about. That are, is I've got
2: two words to for whoever plays edge back row on the right, block play because that's all they're going to be. <laughs> Run that straight line, bro, yep. and that's all you're going to do all, all what, fucking N- season.
1: Nick N- Corey does that quite well. So yep, maybe they do play. That's maybe. his
2: role, baby. That's his role. Yeah. Talk to me. Where do we take RTS?
1: Look, RTS is a, is a very interesting one, depending on where they, um, where they put him for dual position. So whether they put him as CTW fullback or whether they go straight CTW because he hasn't been mentioned really as a fullback option. Mm. Um, if he is dual, he's got to be at the turn, I think for round three to four. So I've got him around pick 30 to 35 at the moment. Um. Easily could easily go into the twenties, um, but yeah, there's if he if he ends up being just Ctw, it probably pushed him to the back end around four for mine.
2: It really does sort of depend on how your second round goes. Like if you're the one that ends up picking up SJ, sort of mid to late round two, somewhere around there, that really does start dictating your picks because you do want a CNK an RTS or a DWZ, mm. and you ha- you're you going to have to reach for them because yeah. everyone else is going to be thinking, "Let's this cunt can't get a stack. Yeah. They'll be, well, they'll be reaching for those Warriors players yeah, yeah. to deny you the opportunity to have that stack. So you're going to have to reach for these players to get it, and I think you should.
1: Because at, at the same time, the guys with the Panthers right side are going for the stack. People with the Warriors right side are going for the stack. So you've got to keep your eye out and just make sure that that, that can't happen um, yep. in your drafts. So.
2: And in the same sense, like, if you're the one that's after the, the stack, know in your head that cunts are going to try and fucking block you, so you might have to go one or two rounds earlier than you thought you were going yeah. to have to go to get that stack.
1: Be like water, baby.
2: Be like water. Keep your head on a swivel. Keep yeah. your head on a fucking swivel. But, yeah, for me, it's all about this right edge and... Yeah, it's a battle of the right edge, isn't it? With the Warriors, Mm. Panthers, Mm. um, Sharks' right edge is going to be nice. Broncos, yeah. Yeah. So again, like because round I think it was season twenty two, it was all left edge. Then we saw last season it was all right, and I think that will continue for twenty twenty four. The right edges will, Mm. they'll get the nod. They will definitely get the nod. The Roosters, we talked about the Roosters' right edge being really, really tasty. Um, Yeah. I mean, there's not much else to talk about here with the Warriors. just get one of those four players on your side or two yep, please get it. two. get two. if you can get two, well, get two. I mean,
1: like you can add in AFB into that conversation as well, like he is one of the very, very few mm. upside upside I do uh, see regression forwards. there though. I see regression I do, but he's yeah. one of the few upside front row forwards in the game. Um, yep. can he can he maintain that ridiculous try cro
2: Output. We can't. I don't it's, think so. There's, there's. I mean, I, look. I, I love to be wrong. I love him wait, to come out in 234 and score Wade six tries. But
1: Wade Egan loves to use it. So,
2: well, it know. wasn't even all Wade Egan. It was more that Tohu Harris ball back mm, inside when there, the yeah. when the gaps. There. But the thing is, what happens is teams are doing film on the Warriors and oh, yeah. they're going. They love this play. We need to muscle up in the middle. We need to take this out. They can't. We can't have a front row forward scoring against us. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. there'll be more defensive sort of plays to stop that sort of middle crash Whoa, and bash. Of he might. He
1: might. He might go for a. They, they. might go for a fake crash play on the right, right side, and then open up space at the back. Oh, there's a, there's a lot of options. I do love it. And, again, we talk about the chub
2: rubs, the guys that you love to watch play. Imagine having SJ and RTS as a stack in your side. I mean, clean up all three every (laughs) week.
1: Clean up on all me.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So good. So good. All right, bro, that's the teams. I think we did pretty well there under two hours. um, Yeah. Rifling through them. Uh, Before we wrap this up, do you want to – get the Patreon questions up and we'll start um get, getting through them. Yeah mate.
1: Just give me a sack. i have just gotta get them get them out in front of me.
2: Too easy guys. So I'll uh, I'll just dribble on here while Walker gets that up. But we will be kicking it off uh the weekly the rub down January fifth at this point. So first week of January we will start kicking this bad boy in the ribs and getting it going. As always, there'll be a season opener. Then we'll start rubbing out position by position, starting with Hooker and working our way all the way down through to fullback. We'll have a podcast with Brian, the NRL physio. We will have a strength of schedule podcast. This year, we will just be focusing on the finals. So the three final systems will just be focusing on the finals because it's, uh, it is a lot for us to go through talking about all of the strength of schedules. You guys know that it's all available on uh, on our Patreon, so you can go on there, you can see it in black and white, you can do your own study, but we will be focusing on the finals, and that'll tie in nicely to how we are approaching our top 30 picks, so the first three rounds of our drafts, because as we keep saying, uh, big dick plays, your first three picks need to be heavily weighted, in terms of strength of schedule in your final. So we'll be covering that. We'll also have a couple of pod- podcasts with the guru himself, um, and we'll be trying to cram all this in be- before Wooker becomes a dad because yeah, Mrs. Walker right. is due sometime uh, uh, mid-February. Va- Valentine's, so- though, mate. Valentine's, baby. <laughs> oh, Valentine's, baby. So we'll be, we will be Bruce Lee. We'll be like water. We'll be flowing. We'll be keeping our head on a swivel. Just watching if if the rub never has stops, to, mate. the rob never stops. That's it. If Walker has to go, has to go be your dad. I'll carry it. I'll pe- be here on my Pat Malone. I'll try and get Guru on. I'll try and get Guess guests on. If I can't do that, I'll just get the content out. And of course, the Patreon will keep chugging along, as always. Won't skip a beat. So we'll, we'll not already, skip we'll, a fucking beat. We'll already
1: beat. have done the study by then. We'll already have all yep. all the sheets ready. So it's all good. So got the yep. questions up.
2: Excuse me. I'd like
1: to ask you a few
0: questions. You want answers? You know the question. Are these really the questions that I was called here to answer?
2: I'm Ron Burgundy.
1: So, Jacob go. has asked us um, if you guys were pick seven, who's the guy you're looking at to pick? So, Dylan Brown. Dylan Brown. I've yep. I've had a I've I've said Latrell. Could even go pick six. I've said I've said Latrell because I don't think Dylan Brown will be on the board. Yep. Um another guy to consider going early on might be either Fafita or Tommy Turbo. Those are the only only, mm-hmm. only guys that I would be thinking about in this um in this vein. So
2: Yep, I do yeah. like that Latrell or Dylan Brown. Like take mm. Dylan Brown. If he's not there, take Luttrell. Yep. Like that play. And if he's Especially not there, take that Turbo.
1: Position scarcity for Fala is ridiculous. So Yep. yeah. Uh Matty Wills has asked us, uh, can't wait to see those rough melons. Um
2: uh, yeah, it's, baby. Been, it's
1: been a long preseason, so here we go. Um so number three pick overall. Obviously expecting Cleary and Hines to be gone, but is Ponga the best of the rest? Now we've after yes. going through each of the, the team reviews, I think mean, our consensus, both of us, is Ponga for sure, is number three. Clear, yeah. clear as day. And I would even say that. Drinky pips ahead of Walshy just because of that strength of schedule, and um, it's a real tough one because you, you're talking about a guy who has a buy in your prelim finals, and then the guy who has the the buy in
2: the finals,
1: like the your semifinals. So I
2: know yeah, it's, it's a, almost it's a like fucking
1: tough one. It's a flip of the coin.
2: If you if you're in a league where you know you end up having to pick where you want to uh, draft. Don't pick four or five. No, let someone else make that decision.
1: Well, I mean, if you're going to pick, don't pick, don't pick four, pick five, because at least then yep. you don't need to stretch for the option. And when you snake back around, you've got a, a, a quicker pick. Mm. All right. So Hado has asked us a few questions. So here we go. So he was a leader of the Walshy into the four, um, top four pick squadron, um, and Natty was close behind him. Um, but with the finals buy, he's got him projected as his eleventh pick. Um, wow, that's that's wild. Um, so anywhere after six to seven is fine with him. Um, with the goal to let him um, let him go off the hot start and then try to shift him on. Um, fullback is not as scarce these days either, with a lot of high-scoring players uh, in the fullback spot. Where do you lads rank him right now? And what of Drinky by the same token? So I think we kind of we kind of just covered that a little bit. Um, he's got him projected at eighth eighth spot. We've got him about I'd say five pick five, just yep. because of that real high ceiling potential. Um, wouldn't wouldn't um, yeah wouldn't really push back on deal bags going even a bit higher. Um, but I mean he if he can develop that. Um, If he can develop that combo with Sean Lane, I mean, the sky's the limit with um, the Dillbags. What what do you reckon, man?
2: Yeah, no, I'm all over Reese Walsh. One, uh, I love to watch him play. I want him in my super coach side. I think he's going to make... Uh, my season more enjoyable if I have him in my side if I draft mm-hmm. him and that's what it's about. That's what we're here. We're here to enjoy ourselves. We're here to have, uh, have a good laugh. And in our league, we do a lot of bets. And I can see Reece Walsh winning me a lot of bets throughout the season. So yeah. I do like him. He's pretty much a, a solid pick five for me. And the reason I know that he's got that buy in round twenty four, but that doesn't land on a grand final. Um, so it's really only uh, most important for guys that have a grand final in round 25. Obviously, that's going to be a major Mm. semi to come come in the grand final. That's a little bit of a kick in the dick. But if you've got a grand final in round 26 or 27, I think you can cover that. And I think the, 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 the price that you'll pay of not having him in round 24 is worth it to have him for the entire season. And just I will say if you do draft Walshy high, in the back of your mind, just say you're uh, around twenty six grand final. You know you're not going to have him there for around twenty four. Get a contingency plan in place for during your draft. Yeah,
1: have a have a solid bench option so you can either cycle them in just as an AE, or yeah, just just a workaround. So have have a couple of dual players or something like that. Hutto's also said that um, he'd take Munster before both Drinky and Walsh. Um, so. I don't, I don't agree with that. Just because get out of your, out
2: of your fucking just... spaceship, Huds. <laughs> Jesus!
1: All right, so Huds asked, asked another one. Um, would you guys consider getting some patrons on the show occasionally, um, even a patron episode um, on here on the Patreon, and um, and there for some junk time in the in the lead up to the season. Uh, love to hear people's stories of how they how they won or what they learned from last season. I'd also Put my hand up um, to tell. Him I knew it was coming. Story. I
2: knew there was an angle here. I knew there <laughs> to was tell, an angle. To tell
1: historian, talk through some of the analysis he's he's been able to um, to look at, and he has actually dropped something on on uh, the Patreon Discord, and it's actually pretty pretty interesting. So I'll share it across with you, Natty, just in case you haven't seen it. But mate, it's he goes into some detail. So he's done a lot of the heavy lifting like like we do. So. Very, very interesting gear. And if you're a member of the Patreon, dip in, have a look at the um, Discord. The link's in there um, to Hudzo's site. Just have a look. And, yeah, it's some pretty good gear.
2: Nice. And but, that, that, that actually got the cogs turning for me because hmm. I am a segment slut and I love to introduce Just as many segments as possible. Yeah, well, that's true. Um, so that sort of, yeah, got the cogs turning as in – The back end of the season when things start to sort of thin out, like content thins out, there's not as many people alive in leagues. Uh, We've already done all the heavy lifting. It's just getting on here and having a chat. I think it's a really good idea to have, you know, a Patreon episode. We could have categories. We could have, you know, your best comeback story of the year. You could have your best fuck-up of the year. You could have your best waiver wire pickup. We could have a list of categories and get – and just have a competition for Patreons that that you know win yeah. those categories and have them, have them on the show and have a chat and have a laugh, have a drink, and talk about uh, how we went in Supercoach. I think it's a great idea. Yeah. All
1: right. So get that'll get legs for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, next one from Hudzo is I think you should guys should include an auction draft strategy episode in the lead up to the season two. Um, he plays a competitive auction league and he's built a lot of his draft analysis out of our data and some of his own tools like the stuff I was talking about before to inform his auction plan um there's a lot of strategy involved and look I've I've looked into it a little bit and it's it it isn't something that we've had a lot of exposure to and especially in Australia it's it's always offline um because there's not many things to um to do but yeah more than he's he's offered to um to flick Flick it on to to us and some, um, some of his analysis. So yeah, I'll be I'll be diving into that, having a bit of a chat too with um, uh, with. Uh, Don't hurt yourself, bro-, bro. No, 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 no. I think Brian was either in an auction league or it was a, a full dynasty league. We'll have to have to touch base to him on that. But if I'm honest, there there hasn't been too many auction leagues in Supercoach that we've been exposed to. So. More than happy to to learn.
2: <laughs> Who's this? They, is this Hud? Is this Hudso? This, this is Hudso. Yeah. This is this is how we're going to run this. Become a Patreon. Get in the Discord. Hudso can be our auction draft specialist. Go and talk to him in the Discord. I'm sure Hudso will be up for it, and he'll give you all the tools you need um, to get amongst it. How's that yeah. sound? I
1: mean, so so far, delegate. As...
2: That's that's what a good leader does, mate. Delegates. So far, auction as like... draft. So far as, go, yeah. So far <laughs> as
1: keeper leagues and dynasty leagues, like we we we've got a little bit more exposure under that, and we do understand how those work and can give advice. But I mean, auction leagues is a whole other kettle of fish, and it is very much tied to your draft strategy. And it, it is the most important. Like, yes, it's important for other um, other draft types, but I mean, shooting your load too early in your auction auction draft can be massive. I do, I do remember yep. there being an awesome episode of The League um, where they did an auction draft, which is amazing. Mm. But, yeah, that's, yeah. If it that's, grows, that's if it grows in
2: popularity and we mm. get more and more questions about auction draft, it might be a good you know, chance to get Hudson on the in podcast. Our, and he can our, sort of cover our it.
1: seven-odd years that we've been doing this, this is the first question about auction draft. Yep. So, yeah, yep. it's, it's not something that we, we've had too much to do with. Mm-hmm. All right. Willsy, Maddie Will, Wills has asked us, whereabouts are you taking RTS? So, uh, I'm of the opinion about the turn on round three and four. What, what about you, Natty?
2: Yeah, definitely. That's sort of where I have him touted at the moment. But if I get SJ, then that probably changes that. my tax. Bringing forward for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah, he, it's hard because Senna's such a. It's such a kind of a position, mm. for super coach. Yeah, and him coming in, he is older. Yeah. And the thing is, I'm worried about him getting overdrafted because he is Roger tuivasa share.
1: He's a 100 one of the most over. He'll be one of the most overdrafted players
2: for sure. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And and to be honest, if I wanted a stack, I would still go SJC and K. If I had to pick, mm. uh, if I had to pick any of the stacks there, the Warriors' right edge, not, I would not still a, go SJC an SJ and K. No, well, the stats say that SJ and CNK scored more mm. points together at the same time than SJ and DWZ.
1: Yeah, that's fair. All right. Mm.
2: Um, Davo David has asked us
1: early thoughts on where Walsh should go. So, kind of touched on that before. We're still a bit on the fence about how much that buy is going to impact. Um, but yeah, he's he's gone through and he's he said, um, yeah, he knows that he's got the finals buy. But under most final structures, 23 to 26 or 24 to 26, um, there's a potential for the week off during the Brisbane buy. So would you consider mm. just loading up on on him early and backing yourself to earn that 20, 20, round 24 week off? Um,
2: could yeah, be we sort of covered the final it. Final
1: six? And and we I, sort of I, covered I it. it. It's it,
2: yeah. He He has the pedigree to just, pick him up where you need to pick him up and don't yeah. worry too much about it it'd be a different story if he's grand if his buyer was in round 26 or round 27 and that was your grand final that's when you really have to think about it because that's when you need him the most but i think the 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 points that he's going to put, put up for you during the season is worth it to you know like this bloke said you know you might mm. even have the week off if you're good enough and it doesn't matter yeah
1: yeah it's 100
2: true
1: uh Dave, I was asked a follow-up question and this is this is one that's right early maddie how do I Talk get to me. into the listener league? Um, he joined. Oh. He joined the Patreon mid last year, and he heard something about leaving a review. If so, what do we do? When and how?
2: You're halfway there, brother. You're a Patreon subscriber, so you're in with it. You have to be a subscriber. You have to be a tier two subscriber. Then you go over to Apple iTunes, uh, and then you find the weekly rubdown. Go to reviews, click the five stars, and then leave a review. But it's actually a sledge. Yep. So, and you'll know what I'm fucking talking about when you go in there and you read the hundred odd sledges that are on there. Some of them are. I don't, think, are I don't think we've got a single belters. positive one on there.
1: They're all absolutely no, tearing shreds off
2: us, which is awesome. Well, I, th- I think our wives have got a couple on there in the early days. <laughs> no, nothing about it. They're like, oh, oh, oh go. Yeah. Anyway, but get yeah. on there, read the sledges that are on there. That's the kind of vibe that we want. And we pick our favorite eight. So we have a ten man yeah. league. We have us obviously the rub and we have uh Rico who puts up the beer for the competition. So yeah. there's two spots taken up. We pick our eight best sledges and every rub down that we do throughout the preseason I bring up a couple, we read them live, we get, you get a live uh, reaction from them. It's one of my favourite parts of the whole preseason. is the sledges that come yeah. through. They really, and the, the guys that have been with us a long time and listened to us since the beginning really know how to cut us deep. And those <laughs> yeah. are the ones I really love.
1: And they're the, they're the head-scratcher
2: ones too, so I'll do like yep. that.
1: And look, we came to play last season, so we came out with a wet sail. Mm. We almost took it all the yeah. way.
2: Yep, They yeah. we're not here to fuck spiders. I'll tell no, you that much, exactly. we'll be going or, again.
1: Or, or fornicate with the rackets. <laughs>
2: All right, <laughs> Callum has asked
1: us, uh, what number pick would you be wanting to aim for um, or uh, above in a 10-man snake draft? Seems to be a lot of elite guns falling down until even the eighth pick or so. Uh, it
2: depends. Did he say if he's the captain or non-captain? Uh, I didn't say. I would I would assume captain league. That- that makes a huge difference. Like mm. if you're a captain's league, I want one it's or gonna be two. One or,
1: it's gonna be one or two. I would personally yep. take and pick two because I don't want to have yep. to make the decision and I want to have a pick earlier for the return pick. Mm.
2: Whereas if you're non-captains, there is a lot of merit picking at nine or ten.
1: Mm, huge mm. because you get that turn pick. It's yeah, really. And there, really is, good a, there is a there's a
2: stockpile of of talent there, super coach wise. That you could capitalize on, so that's mm. that's how I yeah captains. And if one you're or a two, non,
1: if you're a non captain, you could go something like a Fafita into. I don't know. well fuck if if Turbo falls that far,
2: bro. Fofita Turbo's gonna Turbo. be there. Harry Grant's gonna be <laughs> around there. Todd's gonna be there. Marsu's gonna be there. Yeah. Manu's gonna be there. Munster's gonna be there. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's a lot yeah. of talent sitting there at that turn that you can get. Get into, but yeah, it's easy. Captains, mm. you want Cleary or, or Nico Hines, yeah, for sure, because it's almost you're the one to beat, yeah, straight yeah. off the bat.
1: Well, even even to a degree in a non captain's, like it's it, it's just it, yeah, it sets yeah. you so far back for your second pick that I don't know, is it is that five to ten point bump in average worth it? I don't mm. know. Mm. Because you're waiting another what, six, six or seven, no, seven or eight picks to so your next pick extra than mm. the next person. So, yeah, um, that's that's it. That's all, mate. That, that's, that's that's all for the question. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, thanks,
2: guys. Really thanks for getting involved. Some really good questions. That last one was, mm. uh, yeah, that was it's good. good Get structure. the juices flowing. Mm. Yeah. It doesn't matter for us because we just have an absolute ripper of a day on the piss doing challenges. So you, <laughs> wherever, you, wherever you come is where you come. Strategy goes out the window by that stage, and that's and that's <laughs> where you pick. I'm usually really hungover, so I don't even care. Yeah. Um, but uh, good times, really good times. I can't uh, wait. Start, a, I'm, I'm starting f- to really get. I have a feeling <laughs> i picking
1: from um, pick twelve.
2: <laughs> yes, yes. You you very well maybe. Yeah. But that's all right. That's all right. You get a. You actually have a decent excuse, so we can't Unl- be angry. Unlike at you. everyone
1: else, yeah,
2: I know, I know. All right, guys, that's it for the year, 2023 in the books. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year! Fucking Thanks for jumping ho, 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 on ho. so early as well. A couple of big rub rub downs to to get the juices mm. flowing. Yeah. Like we keep saying, there's so much available on the Patreon at the moment. So if you want to get on there, you want to get a jump on your competition, and that's really what the weekly rub down Patreon is. It's we're giving you a leg up on your competition, and a lot of I know a lot of guys like to keep us a secret. They like to it's like a weaponized uh, <laughs> thing they've got in, in their lead. Like, yeah, I listen to the weekly rubdown. I have got the Patreon, but yeah, we get it. We love it. Get amongst it, plenty on there. Um, get involved, and also if you want to support what we do, um, and so we can actually tell our wives that you know it's worthwhile us spending all this time uh, on our po- on this podcast. <laughs> This is obviously we, we go. We got a Patreon. People are on there. They're supporting yeah. us, and it, it it keeps them off our backs. So if you want exactly. to help us out in that department, that's the best way to do it. Get in the Patreon, and like I said, there's a lot on there. It's really, really good gear. We're really proud of it. But yeah, that's it, bro. That's it for t- Man, tonight. Exciting times. We'll see you all in 2024. Let's get out of here, bro. Peace, guys. <laughs> Mwah, 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 mwah. There are many things a man can do with his time. This is better than most things. You're damn right, Wooker. Merry Christmas, everybody. Love you all. Oh. you can take me
0: I have seen it all. Get that into <laughs> so you.